paper on today is thursday the 4th of march 2021 this is the gap episode 555 555 uh, i'm luke laurie job Gore's here job how's your week going you traveling the world i see oh yeah these days i'm all over i'm going all over mate there's no need no need to leave the comfort of your home to travel the world anymore with the power of google maps and GeoGuessr. So uh, mm. I am back, and and you get to skip those those pesky air, air like flights, you know. Right. Although I I did, I have found I'm missing international flights. This is some fucking some real first world problem shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't like I used to. There's like a subsection of films that my wife won't watch. Uh, horror films she doesn't like yeah. horror films where it's about psychos she listens to as far as i can tell 18 hours of true crime podcasts a day <laughs> but she can't yeah. handle horror films with right she wants the real stuff true the, yeah the, no, she's like oh, shit. Oh, fucking hannibal lecter this this fake motherfucker nobody gives a fuck hannibal get the fuck out of here let me listen about some fucking dude who knocks on people's doors and won't murder them if they're the she she legit locks all our doors because she heard on a fucking podcast once that some dude would walk around and if he found an open door that was it hmm. that was his invitation to come in and murder everyone i'm like you don't lock your doors i lock my doors <laughs> yeah i don't live in fucking san fran i live in an apartment building like on the outskirts of fucking sydney nobody's gonna fucking lock like she's locking where everyone like, knows now joe you've told yeah, they're, everybody they're coming in no i'm i'm telling them the doors are locked because my wife insists on doing it uh she like locks the balcony door we're like fucking stories up like if Spider-Man wants to come Spider-Man. in, Spider-Man's going to come in. I don't think a fucking yeah. door lock's going to stop him. Like, shit. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I've been playing uh, GeoGuess. Oh, yeah, I've been, I've been watching those films and I'm missing it. I'm missing my, mm. my horror films. It used to be how I, I would watch them, you know? And I've, like, sort of conned her into watching a couple. But it's just not good. Like she, Well, you're just like, I don't know what this is about. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm... <laughs> I'm not sure what Murderthon X is is gonna. Uh, uh, it could be anything, really. Uh, yeah, um, probably a romantic comedy. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, just just missing them. Used to watch them on planes. Yeah. It was never great watching them on planes either, because you had to do that fucking. You shield the screen with your body because there was like a kid sitting two rows back, and you could tell they like, could see your screen. And some like mm. fucking teenage co-ed sorority chick would be getting like brutally murdered in her nighty, and you'd be like, oh, "No, like, what if a titty flops out and the kid sees it? I'm gonna get in fucking, I'm gonna get in trouble for this one." Yeah, it'll kick me off the plane. I'm <laughs> like, "That's it, sir. Get out to leave." You're like, but we're <laughs> it's so far up. We're thirty thousand meters above sea sea level. I don't give a fuck, sir. That that was a titty. Everyone saw that titty. <laughs> you are out of here. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's my challenge. Uh, but traveling the world all the same, playing GeoGuessr, it's a lot of fun. Like, I don't know why you're not in. Like, why aren't you playing with us? We've had. You have to create an account, and I was just like, I'm good. Uh, 
It's a, a bridge too far. It's too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll download fucking however many gigabytes of Outriders demo. Uh, yeah. But but that's that doesn't take any effort for me. Like, I just press download and it's done in 30 <laughs> seconds. And I'm like, I'm good. Whereas this is like, it wants your email uh, and the password. And I'm like, I don't remember my email. Come on. I got to make up a password. Good Lord. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Um, we have been playing that quite a bit uh, the last couple of nights. It's like we're just... So this all came about on our Discord. Um, Johnny Bravo was like shared a video of uh, like he must be famous for this shit, mm. which is amazing. Uh, the internet's an amazing thing. But um, yeah, he's he's famous for playing GeoGuessr and he's basically uh he stumbled across Battle Royale for the first time. And uh mm. as soon as I saw there was a Battle Royale, I'm like, well I gotta fucking play this. So I gotta play it and win it. Uh and you know, that's how I do. It's not a true battle royale, you know, like uh I wanna get that out there straight up. It's a last man standing game mode. It's not battle royale. There's no looting. There's no slowly it's restricting cool. yeah. Uh, area but um yeah i did play it i have won it uh a couple of times now i've won it against the fucking the chumps in the the gap discord i fucking blapped them all and i won it um in the you know live game against randos uh just to just to Mm -hmm. make sure everyone knew i could do it uh not that it was ever in doubt but anyway so uh yeah Shared this video. I'm like, okay, I'll have a look. And I'm playing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. This like, uh, yeah, this, this is pretty interesting. Like, it sort of dumps you in a place on Google Maps, and you have to guess where you are. I'm like, okay, mm. fair enough. And I'm sitting there, and I think it was like some, like, Ukrainian city. Like, not... Uh, uh, not one of the ones you might recognize. Pachinki. Not Pachinki. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, or, or Guglovo. Um, Chernerus. Uh, Chernogorsk, rather. Um, yeah, not, not somewhere you recognize, uh, but like, yeah. You're like, okay. And you look around and you see like a sign. I'm like, okay, cool. And I Google the sign and... It gives me a little bit of information. I, like, sort of hunt it down. And I'm like, okay. Are you allowed to do that? Is that not cheating? Well, like, so I found it. Worked out where I was. I'm like, yeah, cool. That's rad. Like, I've, I've sort of worked that shit out. I've deduced it. Right? Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm an internet detective. So I, I told Heath he should play it. I'm like, oh, yeah. You just jump in. Dumps you in. You Google. Heat's playing it. And then, like, fucking everyone comes out of the woodworks and, like, oh, what? Hang on. You're not allowed to fucking Google. There's no Googling. I'm like, oh, I agree. I agree. That's cheating. That's like looking at the fucking puzzle box when you're doing a jigsaw puzzle. It's what? cheating. Looking at the... Ji- hang on. Looking at the fucking puzzle box is cheating when you're doing jigsaw puzzles? Yeah, it's cheating. Like, by whose fucking measure? It's it's an official rule. It's it's an actual rule. It's an actual rule. You're not allowed to look at yeah. the fucking box to work out what the fuck you're supposed to be making. Yep. What the fuck? I'm so we're playing baby puzzles here. I, I'm in hardcore mode. Shouldn't shouldn't the 
shouldn't it not have the picture on the box in the first place then? Some of them don't. Like they'll they'll put a fake picture up there and they're like and then it's like a, a naked a naked man and you're like, oh, I'm How been, many fucking jigsaws are you making? How many jigsaw How many? puzzles are you doing? Yeah. Look, I've done a lot. How many do you have going right now? Like, you know, do you have right multiple now, going just, at once just or one. just one? Just one. How big? One. How many pieces? A thousand. We don't do anything less than a thousand. Oh, okay. A thousand is your bottom mark. It sounds, honestly, a thousand sounds pathetic. For someone who's playing the hardcore rules, <laughs> I, I would... We don't have a big enough table. <laughs> I would have expected like 2,500 or something, right? Like 25, okay. I want to see... That's some- when we get a big table. <laughs> we, we've got an actual jigsaw puzzle table. Yeah. That's when you know we're in. That's That's when you know, yeah, like you have a problem, right? You're... You're like snorting lines of fucking crushed up the the bits that come out from the you know the I'm sure you guys you what do you what do you call yourselves jiggers no you can't say that uh, <laughs> uh, um uh sawbones sawbones uh, I'm sure the sawbones uh you you have some what are they called like dags or something little bits of paper that come off from the outside of the um, puzzle pieces? No, mm-hmm. nothing. Is there a name no. for them? You don't know don't the know, language. I thought you were hardcore. Jigsaw puzzles. Good quality. Get the <laughs> there's fuck. No, there's no paper for. How, how are you grandstanding while you're doing jigsaw puzzles? Good lord. <laughs> uh anyway. So, uh, so you ev- were cheating at this game. Everyone's right? like, That's "Oh, cool. hang on." You're not supposed to Google. I'm like, I oh, know, but it, like, where did it, where does it say you're not supposed to Google? Like, it, it doesn't say that anywhere. But I, uh, I did, you know, try a couple rounds without Googling. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I get this. I can do this. Uh, this is actually really cool. I like it without Googling because, like, mm. you've. You've all you've got. I mean, it's in the name, Joe, of the the game. What? GeoGuess is it? GeoGuessr? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not GeoGoogle. Googler. It is literally built off the back of Google Maps. <laughs> so I do not understand how you're not allowed to use Google when the game itself uses Google. Okay, but I am on board with not using Google. Right, I'm on board with it. You need to drop the fact that when I first started playing, I was using Google because I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. I came into mm. this thing having watched four minutes of a video of some dude losing at a battle royale. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can, A, I can win at this shit. And B, it looks interesting. So I jump in and I did it my own way. When I was told that there, there was some insane rule about not looking at the fucking jigsaw picture i stopped doing it and now i'm a fucking champion i'm a repeat champion okay but it is like yeah, it's it's cool you're just like hmm. oh yeah you feel like sherlock holmes you legit feel like fucking sherlock holmes because you're like sitting there and you're like oh well indubitably watson if the sun is in this position and that is facing north then uh, i think you must find that uh those kinds of squiggly lines on a sign the only problem is all of like actually it's a lot like sherlock holmes in like in the stories where 
Uh, he makes wild assumptions. <laughs> wild assumptions that would never hold up today. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, hell, if you've... If, Watson, you're a man of science, surely you've studied phrenology, and you can see by the shape of this man's skull that uh, he is predestined to a life of crime. And you're like, Jesus Christ, man. Phrenology was bunked, like, debunked even back then, Arthur. Like, fucking, what are you doing, mate? Um, anyway. Mm. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing, like, full-blown, just, like, stereotypes. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, those squiggly lines, that means we've got to be in this region of the world, and, uh, yep, there's too many tuk-tuks, and so I think we've got to be probably Indonesia. Bang! Indonesia it is. I'm like, fucking Sherlock. But it is pure stereotyping. Like, like I did it. It didn't feel good. But mm. I did it. Like, I, I probably shouldn't have arrived there that way, but it worked. And so here I am. Um, speaking of Sherlock Holmes, have you read? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Study in Emerald. Have you I read? It. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no. It's pretty good. It's, uh, it's, there's like a, I thought I'd read it before, but it, like it, it's in a like a short story anthology book uh, called mm-hmm. Shadows Over Baker Street, and I must have read one of the other ones, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty fucking good, uh, by a bunch of different authors, but this one is by um, Neil Gaiman, and uh, it's uh, like a twist on a classic, um, a classic Sherlock Holmes story. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, what is it? A study in a study in Scarlet or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, it's 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 based on like if Sherlock Holmes and Cthulhu like like ran into one another, basically. You know, Cthulhu mm. myth- mythos ran into one another. It's a fucking real good read. Definitely worth like checking out. Um, so there's yeah, that was pretty good. And the other how, one, how long is it? It's a short story. It was like about I don't know five thousand words. Right, a bit, a tiny bit longer than one of my reviews. Um, and the other, the other thing you should read is uh, Mycroft Holmes. Kareem mm-hmm. Abdul-Jabbar has written three Mycroft Holmes books now. Mycroft uh, is Sherlock's brother. Yep, and uh, they're fucking great. They're really good. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That man can do it all. Fucking play basketball <laughs> better than most short. people. Uh, act on airplane. Right, Sherlock Holmes books. He's got it going. Anyway, yeah. GeoGuess is good. We get like fucking, I think we had six people in the <laughs> channel mm-hmm. yesterday all playing fucking GeoGuessr. And what we're doing, yep. we're like evolving our rule set. Uh, so we, start, we started with like basically the default stuff. Uh, where you know you can move, you can zoom, you can pan, uh, and now I prefer it if we reduce our uh, time limit to two and a half minutes because three minutes is just—I think it's a bit too long. Uh, it's mostly a problem when you get to the last round and these uh, these cheese ball motherfuckers 
uh, insist on taking every single second. They'll like they'll leave it to the last second, and then they'll make some fucking wild guess. But it works. Sometimes it works out. Because fucking, do you know who's real good at it? Uh, Kleb, Klebomody. Uh He was on the podcast last year. Listeners, uh, he was my uh, very short term replacement uh, when I was away. Um, and he's very good at GeoGuessr. Eerily good. I think he's, he's acting. Oh, I reckon he's acting. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's uh, he like, I swear to God, because he's from Norway, right? And I swear to God in Norway, they must like have an entire, you know, we've got like maths and English and stuff. And mm. I'm sure in Norway, they've got like maths and domain uh names of the world and stuff like that because yeah i'll be like how the fuck how the fuck did you work out that we're like th- that one was in fucking uruguay it looked like every other part of south america and he'll be like uh uh because i saw a sign and it had the ui ending on the website so obviously it was in uruguay i'm like what how did you know that? Why would you know that? Who would know that? Nobody knows it. Now I know it, obviously. Uh, I'm like, I'm. St- uh, this is this is like my downtime while I'm waiting for these motherfuckers to finish their three minute stints. I'll, I'll like pop off an answer in like fucking thirty seconds. I'll be like, yeah, it's fucking. We're probably fucking Sri Lanka. Bang. We're not in Sri Lanka. And I'll be like, fucking whatever. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to read up on domain names of the world again because I need to fucking catch up the Kleb. And so that's what I'm doing. Reading up mm-hmm. on domain names of the world. Uh, and yeah, that's the only way to fucking keep up anymore. This is the, That's the that's the aim training of GeoGuessr yeah. is, is learn, learning all your fucking domain names. You're like, oh yeah, okay. Well, SK, Slovakia it is. We are there, baby. Or like, yeah, you just keep keep going down and down. Someone was telling a story about how uh, there's like some some place called Tivoli or Tivola or something, and uh, like ninety percent of their GDP comes from sales of the domain name .tv. Like that's their mm-hmm. entire. And I'm like, why do I? Why have I learned so much about domain names? <laughs> in a game about maps. I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. My biggest flaw in my GeoGuessr name, uh, game, rather, is that I will look on a map, like, I will work out where I am, like it's Carmen San Diego. I'm like, fucking, oh, yeah, I know where this motherfucker is. I know where this motherfucker is. If the fuck, if it's the fucking Big Ben, then we must be in London. Let's go to London. And in Carmen San Diego, it just like it gives you like a choice. Like you can go to four different places. You can go mm. to London or fucking Belarus or Brisbane or fucking I don't know Dubbo. And you're like, well, obviously we're going to London, and the plane flies there, right? In this, you got to find it on a map. And I'm good at working out where I am. Except when I have to do it on a map. And then I'm like, where the fuck is London on a map? I don't yeah. fucking know where London is on a map. London is obviously an exaggerated example. I can find London on a map pretty easily. But we're doing oh, we're doing famous landmarks yesterday. And uh it put us at the fucking 
the leading tower of beta and that was actually i was not the only one who got stuck on that one uh we all all ran into some trouble on that one um I I assume we didn't talk about it too much because we were all collectively too embarrassed. Uh, but I assume everyone else looked around Rome for a large chunk of the allotted time before then uh, belting it over uh, or zooming out. I zoomed out and accidentally saw Pisa to the north, and uh, that's where I went. I didn't. I don't know. I've never been a fucking bleeding tower, so right. I didn't fucking know. I figured it was in Rome. Why wouldn't it be in Rome? Why wouldn't you have all your landmarks in one place? That'd be convenient. Who's going to Pisa up in fucking <laughs> the north of Italy? Isn't that where the monsters live? Don't they live in the fucking north? I don't want to fucking mess with monsters. I don't think you can call the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Not with that attitude. Anyway. Yeah. So we've evolved the rule set. Uh, my new my new favorite is the blitz rounds where you've got uh, one minute and you're not mm. allowed to move. So we plonk you in one spot. You're not allowed to move, and you got to guess where you are inside of sixty seconds. And I'm start I'm starting to think maybe sixty seconds is too long. I want that fucking gut reaction. You land. You fucking pick somewhere on the fucking map, right, and see who gets it closest. I want that. Like, oh yeah. And, like, in my mind, I imagine it like you've been, like, teleported by an alien. Like, bleep, And, like, you, they mentally tell you while you're teleporting because it takes some time to teleport. It's not, like, instant transmission. Uh, but it's, like, a lot faster than flying there. Uh, and they're yeah. like, Dear human, if you do not, guess where you are. I don't know why they're robots. Um, oh, they're robots. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh <laughs> If you do not guess where you are, we will exterminate you. And then uh, you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, like, hold on. How, how close do I have to be to where I am? We will shock you depending on how far away you are. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, so so the, the closer I am, the less you'll shock me? That is correct. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then, like, dump it down, and, like, you're, like, 50 meters off. So you get, like, a bit of a zap. Like, it'll be, like, static electricity zap, right? But if you're, like, 8,000... If you're on the fucking wrong continent type shit, that's it. You're dead. You zap to death. Like, that's how I imagine. It's a shit game. In my brain, that's how how I raise the stakes. Uh, Yeah. And that's why I keep winning, basically. Uh, the only person who can beat me is Cleb. Uh, everyone else is garbage. And like I said, like, I'm pretty sure they had a fucking GeoGuessr class in Norway when he was growing up. Like, they literally <laughs> built. Actually, geography was a class, huh? Yeah. It, it was, yes. I never took it. I was always terrible at geography. Yeah. Uh, but... I'm fantastic GeoGuessr, so I don't know. Right. Weird. Um, I yeah, so weird. I saw this video on, on Reddit yesterday. It's still up there at the moment on the uh, video, r slash videos, and it was uh, it's titled, Geography Expert is shown picture of nondescript town using des- deduction. He works out exactly where he is in the world on a map within 10 yards. And I posted this on in the um, uh, the channel you guys have got going at the moment. It's It's basically him playing this game um 
I guess he does like a series of videos where he goes for world records and that sort of thing. Right. And it puts him in like, it shows him a picture um, and he spends like five minutes looking at it and like deducting where he should be and he gets it like pretty much on the bank in a in a fucking town in like Argentina somewhere. But he's looking at like, all right, in the background, there's a mountain to the east. And so- like he's looking in all the towns in Argentina, like the big towns, and he, he's like, I can see a church here. Like he eventually found, finds like the a town with a, a, a some sort of hill to the east, and he's like looking, and then he 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 zooms out a little bit, and then he finds a church, and he's like looking at the street sign, and he think it starts with like a C, and so he's looking down this street, and he finds the actual street, um, and then there's like a billboard on a shop, um, and then he finds the shop eventually. And just like puts the marker down and it comes up and it's like, bang, 10 yards. Um, it's it, is, it is huge when you do, like we were playing yesterday, we were playing Australian cities. And mm. uh, I think the very first one was in uh, in Brisbane. Mm. And I'm not doing anything quite to that extent, but I did, like you are sort of able to recognize very quickly, like, Oh, okay. Uh, well, you, like, because we're you know we're playing Australian cities. Cleb's awful at Australian cities. Uh, he because they didn't teach him, and that's what it is. Yeah, in no, class. Hergy like, uh, <laughs> burgy, you'll never need this. Uh, and then, like, so he just gets blapped on the Australian cities charts. But yeah, um, the like the stuff you'll use to work out where you are you wind up like oh yeah okay so i think i think it was Aster terrace and i didn't know exactly where Aster terrace was but uh once i like found enough to go like i, I was like oh yeah there's the bend in the the river uh so we, we got to be uh away from south bank uh so we got to be in this direction over on kangaroo point and then yeah, I I zoom in and there's Aston Terrace. I'm like, hey, 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 I can I can get closer than this. And so I zoom in. I'm looking around, but we're playing with like this. You know, the time limit adds a, a significant amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you wind up okay, okay, okay. Well, there's the cross street. There's that cross street. So, and then you're like, and I think I got that one within like fucking ten meters or some shit. And you're like, that's awesome. I fucking nailed that one. Um, yeah, you see it like, I don't know what is going on with the other people playing. Um, but like they're, they're nailing like, cause you get 5,000 points if you get it like bang on the dot or within, I think like 10, five to 10 meters. Uh, and the amount of times they've come up with like a four, nine, nine, nine score mm-hmm. and you're like, just fucking how? How did you guys manage that one? That is fucking phenomenal. Uh, yeah, there's like <clears throat> there are a number of things I think you can improve about this game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's using uh, Google Maps, and sometimes like it'll uh, just prefer uh, Bing. Yeah, I just want Bing Bing's Maps. Um, <laughs> Like sometimes it'll take a while to actually like fucking unblur and stuff, and 
Like, yeah, it's... There's, like, some areas where everything's sort of blurred out. It's just, like, there's there's elements to it that aren't amazing. Like consistent. And, like, you can't, like, properly... properly you've got to sort of, like... When we're playing our rounds together, we sort of go, okay, three, two, one, go! And then, then we play. Uh, but there's no way to, like, properly sync it up. Battle Royale doesn't work because it's that last man standing sort of situation where if you like when you get knocked out you just got to sit there and watch which mm-hmm. isn't a lot of fun uh like if they took like the proper team sort of thing where everyone's actually like battle royale has within it the construct of playing each round at the same time but it also has uh yeah that that last man standing vibe if they just took the the foundation the the structure of playing at the same time and made it so that you could play challenges with your friends at the same time uh without the the lives i think that'd be a lot better um and i also don't like it's like it's played it's built on a subscription basis i just think that's a shitty fucking process it doesn't cost a lot it's like three bucks a month uh, or like I think maybe even two bucks if you buy the yearly package or whatever and you can get a 10 day free uh, trial which is what we're playing on right now I mm-hmm. doubt that I'm going to play much longer than that um, it's not going to turn into some like long term session I could probably see myself playing an extra month or so but like you just wind up in this situ- like it's clearly built to catch like if your entire business model is people forgetting to cancel their subscription i feel like it's it's shitty like that's a shitty fucking model but Hmm. if that's everything you've got going for you maybe like you should rethink stuff right i would pay i would pay more than a month's worth to buy geoguessr like i'd I'd probably, <clears throat> I'd probably drop ten bucks to buy mm. GeoGuessr to have it always, but I really reject the idea of paying th- a three dollar a month subscription because I I feel like it is literally built to catch people who forgot about their subscriptions, and I just find that to be such a shady fucking play that I just it just right. turns turns me offside immediately. So yeah, I don't like that. Uh, there's, yeah, there's definitely elements that I don't like, but I'm having fun with it. I'll continue to play it um, for a little while. You should definitely jump in, make a fucking make an account. <clears throat> it's we'll see. it's funny as shit. Like you just wind up with these like the the ones the games at the end of a session where like somebody has like everyone everyone who's playing like all six of us five of us have fucking have scored like fucking four points or something and one motherfucker has picked up 5,000 and the absolute fucking outrage is spectacular. Everyone, everyone fucking loses their shit. They're like, how the fuck did you arrive at that conclusion? How did you get that? Tell me now. Just fuck with, tell me. Yeah, it's funny as shit. And yeah, it's uh, there's something genuinely endearing about 
feeling like Sherlock Holmes and deducing some shit. Yeah. Cool. Like, do they are they doing anything for, um, like to justify the the service aspect of it? Like, are they hosting servers or is it frequently updated? Like, what is the? I, I don't I don't know how, yeah, how they justify a monthly subscription at all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Well, that is uh, GeoGuessr. Um, it's on, I guess, the internet. <laughs> That's kind of how you play it, right? That's it. Um, GeoGuessr. G-E-O-G-U-E-S-S-R.com. Yep. All right. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on. Um, we'll go through a few old things first before we get to the new stuff. Um, just quick update on curse of the dead gods which we talked about last week a uh, action uh, roguelike game that's just hit 1.0 um out of early access i played a little bit more of this we were talking about last week how the um the resources in the game you you accumulate like skulls and um jewels and things like that in order to spend on items uh, after you die um as you go through this temple multiple times um I think we were saying last week how it felt like the skulls and the the jewels and that sort of stuff that we're getting dished out to us felt very minimal, um, and like the, the the like the unlocks were being like, hey, you need fifty of fifty skulls to unlock this next thing, and we were running through stuff and getting nowhere near fifty. I'm getting like twelve or something like that, yeah. um, and it just felt like very very like hamstrung. Um, but after we finished, I went and did one of those events again and played through that. And I got like 112 or somewhere along the lines of that. I can't remember exactly what it was. I messaged you about it. But I got like 100 and something out of it. Um, and that allowed me to unlock like a level up on the table that it gives you. So each time you are about to go on the, the actual temple, there'll be a table with weapons on there. Um, and you upgrade it and that upgrades the rarity of the weapons that are on the table um but they're like 50 skulls and you can do that and then it'll give you like a higher chance to spawn a higher rarity weapon um and there's a couple other things you can go and unlock but even with that like extra bunch of resources that it gives you i still think the game has an issue with um sort of the way it presents like, hey, here's a bunch of different types of weapons that you can take in with you. But it's like, here's four screens of it. And you yeah. kind of just pick what you want. And it doesn't tell you, like, what it really... Like, you can't use it and test it out. It's kind of just there. Um, and they range from, like, five fucking jewels to 15. And you kind of just go with it, right? You kind of just pick. Uh, and like I said last week, I was kind of being like, well, I'll just pick the first one. Then I'll pick the second one on the list and the third one and just make my way through it. Um, and so I think that stuff is kind of, it's still not done in a great way. You compare it to games like um, Dead Cells where it you're sort of unlocking uh, like recipes um, and like buying them as you go along or discovering them as you play the game. And, and then you're at least you're, 
able to use it and get a sense of like what this stuff does as opposed to like buying something and being like well this is shit why did i buy it like i spent all this stuff on it it's crap like it's not the way i want to play this game um so yeah there's there's definitely really cool aspects of that game but there's some aspects where i just don't think have been thought out too well at all compared to games that have done this sort of thing in the past that have proven they work really well um so yeah i just kind of wanted to add a bit more about that um i don't know if you've played any any more of it since last week um nope. but yeah i'm at the second tier now um I, I think i finished all three of the bottom rows and then i got to the second lot um and i did some that like daily event which took me like 40 minutes something to get through so yeah. Anyway, that's Curse of the Dead Gods. It's out on uh, on everything. It looks like. Um, the other thing I just want to mention quickly. Uh, I'm still playing Dead by Daylight quite a lot. I think I've clocked in like 80 hours over the last two weeks at this stage. Nice. Um, playing a ton of it. Uh, uh, it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game for survivors trying to complete objectives while a killer is on the loose trying to stop them from doing it. If you are unaware. Um, I've been playing a couple more killers that I've unlocked. So the um, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill, being uh, I unlocked him. Uh, awesome. He basically has this big fuck off um, sword knife, cloud strife sword. <laughs> yeah, sorry, how a cloud strife sword? No, I think it's I think it's bigger than that one. Um, <laughs> it, it's huge. Anyway, mm. uh, and so basically he's got a bunch of um uh abilities and 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 things like that but his sort of special attack is that uh you press right click or the ability button and he grabs the sword and sort of like pokes it in the ground um and drags it behind him and as he does that he leaves like a trail of of uh like barbed wires on the ground and anybody that uh walks over the top of it or runs over the top of it um gets uh gets caught in it and uh, it reveals their position for um uh for the killer for a couple of seconds um it also puts them into like a a mode called torment um which when you down that person you're able to um send them to a uh, cage which is sort of similar to the way the hooks work in the game so generally you pick up a survivor you go put them on a hook um, and they start dying. Um, this one just automatically sends them to a cage somewhere in the map. You can't see it. Um, and if you do that uh, two times, on the second time, uh, they get like a series of those quick time sort of events that pop up. Um, checks, yeah. So they've got to be... Yep. Um, and then the third time, if you catch them, you can automatically just kill them on the spot. You don't have to pick them up and go find a hook. So depending on wh- which stage they are in the dying because uh, there's usually three stages in the dying stage um, you don't actually have to send them to the cage th- those first two times you could wait for them to be hooked twice and then catch them in torment and then just automatically kill them um, it's just like like you can kind of play with that a little bit because you don't necessarily have to um, uh, send someone to the cage the first time you catch them you can kind of catch them so that you can send them to the cage but you don't you kind of just hook them and they'll stay in this like tormented mode until somebody rescues them from a cage so you can play around with it a little bit um so that's interesting and then the other thing is he's got this uh his attack ability so 
when you stab the sword into the ground, he's able to do like a long range, kind of like a, a AOE attack, but it's in a, a straight line. Um, and it's a little bit slow. It's kind of just comes up from under the ground in a in, in a straight line a couple of meters in front of you and so that allows you to um uh hit people at a distance but it's a bit finicky you've kind of got to really angle it right you've also got to time it right because people can run out of the way uh so he's he's kind of good at loop spots areas where survivors will sit at a section and uh, run around it a couple of times jump through windows that sort of thing he kind of deters players from doing that because you're able to drop your sword down, leave a trail around, so like block off windows and that sort of thing. Um, so as a survivor, you kind of don't really want to be staying in the one spot for too long with this guy because he'll be able to, he can hit you through walls if he wants to using this ability. But um, there's cooldowns and that sort of thing. It takes a little, it takes some some time to get used to him. And um, if a survivor knows what they're doing, then they can, they can dodge it quite easily. So... I but guess that's, his biggest weakness. That's not is how his, you use it, though, right? Like that's not how you use that one in particular. Is like you don't use it where they can dodge it. You use it yeah. when when they, they like can't. they loop you through a fucking shack, and then you like this is where they'll be, bang, and then like you aim yeah. at where they're going to be, and you fucking blap them. It feels yeah. so snipe. fucking amazing. Yeah, you snipe them and through a wall and yeah, you walk on <laughs> over. It doesn't even matter if they're not in torment, and that at that point. You just fucking drop them on a fucking hook. Uh, right. Yeah. It also allows them to, like, you can catch them when they're running to something and you're not going to be able to hit them, but you can still use this ability to be like, I'm going to aim this. They, they clearly go under the window. They got nowhere else to go. Yeah. So I'll just pop it now. Um, or, I guess his biggest downfall, downfall the, is the like- other, The other good one is uh, when you're not on top of the- like you come into the generator mm. and you know how, how like they'll just no respect continue doing the the generator until you're actually on top of them. You just fucking fling yeah. the sword uh, out <laughs> and you catch. I've caught like multiple people that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they never do it again. The, the other way is when like a survivor, someone's on a hook and a survivor will just run past you and try and get them off the hook. And so- all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm not only am I going to hit you, but I'm going to hit the other person as well because it, it is like this ranged um, attack that is more like a, uh, it's not like a single base attack, it's, it's yeah. an AOE. And so it can hit multiple people at once. And, and if they're just going to like pull someone off the hook, you just pop it down and it'll get both of them at the same time. If they're injured, yeah, like they're, they're both down at that stage unless they've got a puck that'll get, get them away. But generally- It's definitely like just, a uh, high skill- Oh yeah, uh, killer. He's hard to play. But once you have him, you are terrifying because mm. uh, you have like yeah, the tools in his arsenal are difficult to use. But yeah, a killer who can use them is so fucking scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his biggest thing is that his maneuverability is not great. Yeah. Um, like if you've got survivors that know what they're doing, they're in a team um they're running around a lot they're not staying together that sort of thing that that's when he becomes a bit of a problem he's got he's got one of his perks which is called um death bound uh where if somebody heals another player um they basically come bound together they'll scream and reveal their location and they need to stay together otherwise 
they get oblivious, which means that um, they can't hear the heartbeat of the killer. They don't know where they are. They're kind of like, they're not invisible, but they're, they're undetectable. You won't know exactly where they are. They can sneak up, sneak up on you. Yeah. Um, so he's got a couple of things in there that you can kind of use to keep survivors together, like not spread apart. Mm. Um, the other one which I'm running at the moment is uh, Trail of Torment, which you kick a generator, um, which starts regressing it, and that makes you undetect- undetectable, which is kind of the same thing I just talked about. Makes you, you can't, the survivors don't hear your heartbeat and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm running a, a I, couple I use that of one his perks constantly because when you come back to the generator, uh, that's when you catch them. That's when you catch them with like you catch multiple of them with the one yeah. fucking swipe. Uh, you'll catch like two people and they will shit their pants. I like mm. yeah. As a as a engine for creating horror experiences for other players, Dead by Daylight is unmatched. But yeah. What about the issues that you've been talking about the last couple of weeks? How are they 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 got fixed last week. Like entirely? I remember last week you were saying that they fixed the the HUD but um was the warping still happening? Yeah, yeah, they thought, fixed that. Did they? I thought I thought yeah, it they, was still happening survivor side a little bit. No? Don't think so, because I've been playing Survivor a bunch. I haven't noticed it. Yeah, right. Uh I thought they fixed at least I thought they fixed it. Maybe it's just <laughs> been really good. I played a bunch of Survivor last night. I didn't even notice it at all. Um as far as I'm aware, they've fixed uh, all of that stuff at this stage because um, they rolled out two patches because it's been two weeks since then, so I'm pretty yeah. sure they fixed it. Right. Uh, the other thing is I've been playing... Um, uh, I unlocked Leatherface last night because um, uh, I, I, I maxed out all the other... I, I basically maxed out all the kills at this stage. They're all... They're all um, level 50 and so this 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 stage as you go through and unlock um other killers you can uh unlock their perks so that other the other killers can use those perks as well and so i've been going through and doing a bunch of that so leather faith has a good one that i've not used before it's called barbecue uh, barbecue and chill and it's oh, yeah. quite a popular um perk that a lot of people use anyway uh leather faith is from the um Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre um, series. And he has a chainsaw that he's able to charge up. Um, and once he's uh, the, the bar gets full, he unleashes a series of attacks with his chainsaw out in front of him. He kind of sweeps, does like a sweeping attack. And you have three tokens and you're able to spend these tokens to make the chainsaw attack last longer. Um but if you run into something, whether it's a, another survivor or something within the environment, now if it's a survivor, they'll go down in one hit. If it's something in the environment, he'll hit it and get staggered for a couple of seconds, and uh, that'll give the survivor um, some time to get away. So uh, he's kind of similar to the hillbilly who has a chainsaw, but whereas the hillbilly has a lot of movement advantages, um, able to get around the map quite quick, quite quickly. Leatherface is not able to do that. His movement is is very slow. Um, but if he does catch you, that means that uh, you've got to play it really safe. Otherwise, he'll just down you quite quickly. So 
Um, yeah, he's got some cool cool perks. I guess the barbecue and chill one is kind of the one that a lot of people are using. So whenever you, you hook somebody, um, it shows you where the other survivors are if they're a certain distance away. And they generally got to be pretty far away for them to do that. Um, so if you look around and there's nobody that you can see, their auras, that means they're pretty probably pretty close. Um, other times, like it'll show you like they're working on a generator so you know which generator to go to next um it also gives you like a boost in blood points each time you do it so it gets you a lot of um extra experience in the game and that sort of thing um but yeah i've not played too many games with him i kind of played like four last night but he seems interesting i'll just keep unlocking uh more and more stuff that he's got there yeah. Until the next one is next killer is out. And it looks like that's gonna probably be pretty soon because they started testing testing him. Right. Um this week. It seems like there's nothing broken at this stage with this killer. Um so I'm hoping that it comes out pretty smoothly. Uh the new killer doesn't seem very powerful though, from what I've watched and what people are saying. But he looks fun to play. I guess that's an interesting um you know, thing people are keen for. Uh yeah. So that's Dead by Daylight, still playing. Still playing. Still playing a lot of it. Um, I'm interested to see when this MMR patch goes in because that'll probably change up mm. the game quite a lot. I'm hoping it's a... I don't know, man. Like It's that kind of thing where people do get upset about certain games having a ranked mode. Um, like, why... Like if you want to play, you just kind of want to play a casual game or something, and you don't want to be you don't want to be sweaty, like yep. the entire time. Which is why generally there's like quick play and ranked. That's it. And I guess my worry about Dead by Daylight is running into um, if they chuck this MMR system in there and it's not separated, then it ends up just being like survive with friends the entire time and it's super sweaty and like I just kind of want to fuck around sometimes yep. and just have fun. Um, well, that, that, okay. So the the thing about that is always how narrow they make the MMR band, right? Because yeah. if it's if it's broad, and it's just a, a situation where they just don't want fucking level one killers matched up against level twenty bambinos, mm. right? Then that's fine. And if they all they do is sort of like, oh, you've got to be within a range of like say twelve ranks of one another then that should be fine 12 maybe 15 ranks of one another that should be fine right because you'll yeah maybe you get uh like you know rank five killer against some bambinos but it probably won't happen um mm. but you won't have yeah these fucking super skulls running around ripping up uh freshies yeah. Uh, or survive with friend rank ones running around running circles and being like in fucking teabagging on some rank 20 killer who's only just bought a new hero and has no idea what the fuck they're doing. You won't have those situations. That's obviously good. If what they wind up doing is the Call of Duty thing where, oh, you've got to be within two ranks of one another. Uh, yeah, all I think all you'll wind up seeing is a lot of people deliberately tanking, smurfing, mm. which is what happens in Call of Duty constantly. Um, yeah, people just smurf until they can get back to a rank where they can dominate uh, mm. slash have fun. Like, yeah, that, that's the if there isn't a separate mode, like, just do it. Do casual and ranked. If you're so convinced that people want your MMR mode 
uh, MMR skill-based matchmaking shit, then make a casual mode. Make a rank mode. And see how many people play one versus the other. If you're yeah. like, if you're so convinced people desperately want the rankings, then put it to the test. But they never do, which is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll wait and see. Um, I'll, I'll probably bring that up in a couple of weeks when this new patch drops, this new big patch. Uh, but it seems like it's going to um, not be broken this time. Fingers crossed. Unless they change something. But from what I'm, I've seen so far, everything seems to be running pretty good uh, in this, in this uh, test. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Some dickwad told me that Slay the Spire is available on the mobile. And so now I've found myself sitting there on my toilet for about half an hour after I've finished doing anything, playing, oh yeah, I'll just play this next fucking fight. Uh, And then when I realized that I was doing that, I stopped and I was playing at my computer. I was sitting Mm -hmm. here at my desk playing on my mobile. I have Slay the Spire. On PC, I've got everything unlocked in Slayer the Spire on PC. I wouldn't have to fucking unlock all the cards again in Slayer the Spire on PC, but I wind up playing <laughs> yeah. it on the fucking mobile because I can't take my PC with me. Although I guess I could like st- Steam stream uh, to my mobile, but that feels like a bridge too far for some reason. Meanwhile, unlocking everything again on Slayer the Spire on mobile doesn't. And so I wind up playing way too much of it. Uh, yeah, my addiction is well and truly back. Uh, I love that game so much. Um, you just, yeah. My biggest, like, there are a couple of issues I find with the uh, with the interface. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think they put the greatest amount of effort in. I've had a couple of situations where I've played cards that I didn't mean to because I was trying to, mouse over uh and like well not mouse over finger over that sounds awful uh like just pick a card uh and work out like whether or not it was the right card for a situation like uh you know you'll you'll take cards into your deck that uh will give you a random other card and you need to read it but you don't necessarily want to play it you know Mm. like uh the defect has a power that will give him a new colorless card every single at the start of every turn but you don't know what that card is without reading it uh it's hard to see on a phone uh just at a glance so like it's not like playing on my fucking 27 inch monitor so yeah you got to work out what's on and what it's going to do and then when you like drop it back into your hand it plays it and a you're out of mana and b it's done whatever it is it said it was going to do, which might not necessarily be what you wanted to do. And uh, so that can be a, a problem. Uh, it's a bit of a situation. So you got to fucking deal with that shit, which is a little bit annoying. Uh, that happens on the phone interface quite a bit. It never happened when I was playing on the touch screen on my Surface, which is how I played a fucking ton of Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. Uh, even back like when it... They didn't do a touchscreen pass on that game for maybe like a year. And so it was awkward as shit, but you still never accidentally played cards. 
uh, you would sometimes accidentally not play a card, but that's fine. You can come back from that pretty easy. Uh, accidentally playing a card, much worse. Um, and yeah, when they fixed the touchscreen on the surface, it like it was just perfect. It did exactly what you wanted at all times. Something about the cards is like they're too sticky. Uh, they're hmm. too like there's clearly a uh, there's a section of the screen that is defined as your hand, and there's a section of the screen that is defined as played, and it's too sticky. Uh, it's it almost has like a a barrier you have to break through when you want to take it from one to the other. And right. I think yeah, yeah. I think it makes sense to have a barrier to take it up, but it should not have a barrier to take it back to your hand. It should almost by default want to go back into your hand. And you should, like I was saying, almost like get mildly miffed when it doesn't play because that's so much better than being extremely annoyed uh, when it does. Because You kind yeah. of just want to flick it. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be perfect, right? Like, just flick the card out and flick it back in. Uh, not this, like, yeah, it, it is very, like, yeah, it's like if there was a membrane between the two and you had to, like, punch through it to get it out and over. The only other problem that I have with it is when you first load it up, it takes quite a long time to sync, which I find is interesting because I don't know what the fuck it's syncing with and I don't feel like it needs to necessarily sync just fucking it's a card game like what the fuck are you loading just let me get in holy shit <laughs> yeah uh, but uh other than that it's Slayer Spire on the fucking phone cool. it is exactly like it's yeah I'm spending way too much time playing it um and yeah just just felt really uh, really dumb when I realized I even loaded up Slayer Spire on Steam <laughs> Because I'm like, what am I doing? I'm I'm literally mm. I could literally play it on my fucking need that uh, crossplay the the Dota Underlords system where you can. It is kind it is kind of annoying that it doesn't have that, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Valve yeah. fucked it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool. Um, well, next up we got Gorilla if, Tag. If you like, if you like deck builders, it's so worth the money to get it on your phone i just yeah it is easily it is still in my opinion the best deck builder monster train is close uh but i still think slayer spy did it better yeah anyway next up is what gorilla tag uh, gorilla tag yeah this game's been making a couple of waves lately um yeah uh interesting little vr game where you are like this monkey and uh a gorilla you're a gorilla uh, i guess an ape uh good good qualification and uh yeah you you sort of make your way around this game level um trying not to get tagged there's not a lot to it uh no so it's it's not like that it's sort of behind the character you're like so you're able to sort of like bounce yourself up places or grab things without wanting to really throw up um okay like it's not in third person it just feels removed i don't know how to explain it i didn't i i didn't feel motion sick 
basically. Um, and yeah, you just sort of throw yourself around these environments and uh, as you play it more, you sort of work out like you're using your, your motion controllers as your hands, mm-hmm. the arms of the monkey uh, ape. And uh, yeah, you sort of get a feeling, a, a grasp on how the, the game works uh, and you learn how to like grab hold on to branches and pull yourself up places and you can learn how to climb or yeah i I was like using a bouncing technique a lot to like wall climb and stuff um and yeah you're trying not to get tagged and uh it's got like microphones on by default so everyone else who's playing is just sort of yelling like they're being chased by these uh these lava apes the those those are the people who are tagged and they're being chased and they're like terrified and uh i don't know there's something quite charming about it but it didn't really like grab me uh it's it felt a little like you're in this you're in this one area and yeah it's quite interesting it's well done uh in that like clearly they've they've done a lot of work in making sure you don't feel like you're gonna spew it's it's Made by one person. They did a great job there. But yeah, I just didn't feel compelled to continue to play for that much, like all that much. I don't mm. know why. Uh, there's yeah, there's something unbelievably uh, nice about like you, you're in this thing. And I was, I think I was Magenta Monkey. Uh, and and people are like yelling, no, Magenta Monkey, run quickly. <laughs> you got to go. He's coming for you. Magenta monkey, run! I'm like, look at my arm. It's magenta. I'm like, hang on, that's me. Look around. There's a fucking lava monkey coming at me. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Run away. Uh, They get bored, go for someone else. Mm. And I think that's what it is. Uh, Maybe the lava monkeys need to be a little bit faster than the other monkeys or have some sort of uh, ability to, like, catch up that doesn't rely entirely on... Uh, like player ability because I think there there is a tendency like I was clearly not very good but I was still able to outrun this one lava monkey and, and it seemed like they hadn't caught anyone at all and so you wind up in a situation where like it just sort of gets a little boring because the one person who's who is in charge of creating any tension isn't able to like do anything hmm uh, and yeah, if they had a little bit more power, if they were naturally faster or some shit, I don't know how you'd necessarily do it. Like you can't fling yourself. If you're able to, I don't know, fling yourself one and a half times as far as the lava monkey or something, um, maybe that would change the, the way it plays out. But yeah, that ain't it. So it just cool. sort of wound up feeling a bit dull. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a free-to-play game on, on Steam. Steam? All right. Uh, do you know, like, what their plans are for the future for this guy? Like, what he's doing? I got no idea. I just figured I'd check it out. It was it was of the moments. A uh, couple of hundred meg. Uh, had to plug in my VR headset again, which was mildly annoying, but it was fine. Yeah, yeah, checked it out. It was, yeah, it was interesting and fun. And if you've got a VR headset, it's worth checking out. But uh, yeah, 
I think it needs some kind of something, some structure to keep me coming back to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Next up, we've got Fights in Tight Spaces. Uh, this is a game we talked about last year. Um, I think it was in October. Uh, you played a demo on Steam um, and quite liked it by the sounds of it. So it is yeah. a deck-building, turn-based uh, tactics game where you're playing this uh, this character who is fighting in sort of like a fist fight uh john wick um action based uh, card bank card game in these very small uh levels in they're like an isometric view um where you're moving around little squares and attacking people uh or, or defending yourself from these other people and um progressing through levels uh the the actual level systems are, are very much like a uh i guess similar to like slay the spire as well where you're picking different routes that you can go through as you complete levels um you can find uh upgrades for your cards you can go to uh medics to heal yourself if you get damaged uh and then progress through and get more powerful as you're you're going further and further into the game uh i guess it's similar in like slay the spire slash monster train where you're collecting cards and cards do yeah. different yeah, cards do different types of abilities and different types of things. Um, there is like a combo system in the game where you're spending um, each turn. You kind of give it an, a an amount of um, tokens that you can spend um, to do either attacks or move around or defend yourself. Um, and every time you attack somebody, you're building up this combo meter, and that allows you to do more damage or even dish out. Uh, high amounts of damage using special cards that don't actually um, use any of these like movement tokens or attack tokens but it'll just allow you to do a ton of damage if you've got the the combo meter built up and so you it's very strategic in terms of uh let like trying to figure out when you should be attacking when you should be countering um when you should be moving around like getting yourself in the correct positions that sort of stuff and um it's it's a lot of fun like it's still just like it's just hit early access um this is in no way a review of the game it's it's purely a, a preview um i was given a copy to to preview it um so just take that into consideration as well but the uh like it's got a really a lot of cool things going about it i do like the the turn-based uh deck building combat style um i think the art style and sort of like the way it's um the presentation of it is really interesting and neat it reminds me a lot of um what was it called the john wick hex um the way that game was sort of presented i think this is a lot better in terms of the smoothness and that sort of thing the way it it, uh like the animations play out it looks it looks really well done um and just like the strategy behind it is a lot of fun like learning the enemies that you come up against how they behave in the world what their weaknesses are what their strengths are um, and sort of like how you should be navigating these very small areas that you don't have a lot of room to move in and there are like four or five guys sort of heading towards you trying to attack you with either their fists or uh, guns or like weird weapons that they bring with them um, there's cases where like you run into bar fights and ninjas and all sorts of stuff like it gets pretty 
pretty crazy the further further you get into the game um but yeah like it is it is still pretty early um it's it's got some sounds like it's got some ways to go but so far like it seems pretty solid they got some really cool things going on there um i think the biggest criticism that i've got at the moment is that sort of the variety of the cards um isn't quite there like when you compare it to like a slay the spire or even monster train which is a game i still play a lot of the appeal of those games for me is the um the different combinations of cards that you can get and the different like uh monster train specifically these like every deck of cards feels so different to the ones you're you've used before and there's what a bunch of them in that game um, and so every time you kind of want to jump in and play that game, it feels like refreshing. Like uh, the the last time you played it was completely different to the the time you're playing it now. Whereas uh, in fights in tight spaces, I feel like every time I'm kind of going through and playing this game, the cards that I'm sort of playing are very similar to each other. Seen them before, um, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like I'm. Um, accumulating anything that's substantially different to what i'm already playing with um if you know what i mean like it's it's nothing i'm not getting cards that feel like overly powerful or anything like that it's kind of just like another way to uh punch someone or kick someone or that type of stuff um so i I guess we'll see what i was saying back when i played the demo you know like it i didn't see a lot of variety that was probably where Mm. it was going to fall over i think yeah where i thought it was going to fall over there's before you jump into a game there are different types of styles that you can you can you can play i think there's like a offensive style there's defensive there's balanced um so there is some variety there but like flicking through those cards it just seems like it's cool that that is there but it doesn't really like it's not overwhelmingly different from each other like it just seems pretty similar um so that's the one thing about the game i think that i'd like to see maybe not changed but worked on um just in terms of replayability factors and that sort of thing because at at this stage like monster train is my if i've got an hour or so and i've got nothing going on like i'm either playing dead by daylight or i jump in and play some monster train and smash out a a covenant in that um Hmm. so uh and like monster train's got uh some dlc coming soon and so like when you've got these types of games that sort of competing with each other um it's like you've got to be trying to do stuff that can take people's attention away from those other games like the slay the spires and the monster trains are the the big hitters out there at the moment and i think that fights in tight spaces has some tough competition uh especially with a game like monster train where there's multiplayer and they're doing you know updates quite frequently and that sort of thing so um as much as i like what this game is doing i think uh uh it's it's probably got some some work to go but it's a really great jumping off point like everything about it so far is is really interesting and um i just like the concept of it it's, it's really cool so hopefully they get there in the end um but if not then it still seems like a fun game so um, I guess I'll keep people updated as they keep on adding new new things to it. But yeah. um, I've pl- I've played about five or six hours at this stage, and uh, I'm nice. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, there's a uh, 
it looks like they turned the demo into uh, Fights in Tight Spaces Prologue. Mm-hmm. So you can play that to check it out if you uh, didn't get a chance to check it out earlier. It's probably, yep. at this point, a much tighter version of the demo that I played. Um, so, yeah, give it a squiz. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, what else do we have here? Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online. I was playing, I played some Hearts of Ambition, which is the new DLC that's coming out um, 10 days from now. Yep. Uh, I guess four days from now for PC. Um, and yeah, just checking it out. Um, my preview should be up on Survivor. By the time you hear this, uh, that does remind me we will have to delay this for our Patreon subscribers just a little bit. I'm very sorry. Um, but uh, not too too much of a delay, really. And, um, yeah. It's... Uh, it's I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, they, they did a pretty good job. They've added two new dungeons. They've reworked the champion point system. Uh, I don't play loads of fucking uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I sort of dip in and dip out uh the problem i have is that like it's almost it's it's a weird one right because i play elder scrolls online entirely solo uh because i think they have a lot of these really interesting storylines right so anytime that i wind up getting fucking roped into playing some elder scrolls online again uh for a preview session uh, I'm not playing with other people. I don't have a guild or anything like that. Uh, I'm just playing on my own. But the amazing thing about Elder Scrolls Online is that you can play it almost entirely alone. The only time you need other people are for the dungeons. Uh, and you can... I mean, if you, if I was smart, I would play a tank or a healer and then I wouldn't have any problem getting into fucking dungeons. But... I'm DPS for life. I'm never going to fucking do it. Um, so, yeah. And DPS is a lot easier to do. <laughs> a, a surviving, a survivable DPS is a lot easier to do when you're playing solo than tank or healer. So, um, just like stacks down and you're fine. Uh, so, anyway, the, the good thing about this is uh, that like what I liked is that they've reintroduced a character who I thought I've always thought was like probably one of the re- like the best characters that they've done, which is uh, Everly Sharp Arrow, and uh, there's she's she's very popular uh, in the uh, Elder Scrolls Online world because of her uh rule 34 ability i suppose um (laughs) but she's actually a really good character in general like she's she's nice like she's she's excited to be adventuring she's got this like spirit about her that is excited about adventuring in the same ways that i think well that i'm definitely excited about adventuring so we've she feels like a like a, a good a character who's written like the player might if you were to insert the player themselves into the game, she feels mm-hmm. like that, which I think is very clever. And she returns. She was like in the Orsinium DLC, which is like a. She was just part of a really good storyline that had like uh, a couple of twists that I thought were really good. Um, 
I think it was like the second DLC. I, I obviously wasn't playing Tiso from the get-go, so like it doesn't really matter. Like the order that the DLCs came out, I just basically go hunting when I play it. I just go hunting for the good storylines. Because, um, you know, Tiso is set 800 to 1,000 years before the events of Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim and those other two games that nobody ever played. And, uh, like, I just... It's not like... I don't care about the world of the Elder Scrolls, but I do find something very um, satisfying about that making that mental connection. Like, when they talk about in this one, uh, you know, uh, the other dungeon, the one I didn't do, because I did the Black Drake Villa. The other one is um, the Cauldron. The Cauldron, you're uh, fighting a bunch of uh, Mehrun's Dagon uh, cultists. And, like, I didn't like Oblivion, uh, but I did play it. And uh, as soon as as soon as you hear it, as soon as you hear Mehrun's Dagon, you're like, oh, my God. That's the bad guy from fucking Oblivion. And then you get the sense as you play, like, as you play through all this stuff, you get this sense that what's happening is basically, uh, like, oh, yeah. So you're going to find out what happened before Oblivion happened type thing, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care about the game world, but having played these games, you can't help but care about it's like a uh, reference humor, right? Like, uh, you know, Family Guy does jokes that aren't funny. They're literally just references, right? But because you recognize them, there's something in your brain that, that like just fucking tweaks and you're like, oh, I recognize that. And yeah, it, it I don't know, some endorphins or some shit release and it, it all feels better. It's doing that, uh, but through DLC storytelling. And I think it's clever. Uh, um yeah so uh play through it play through with uh some some of the dev team and they walked me through the encounters i thought the i was actually yeah i was like black drake villa seems like a kind of um it seems a bit underwhelming like did you guys have like were there challenges that were presented to you guys uh, in 2020 that resulted in a dungeon that only has three bosses. And they were like, uh, there's secrets in this dungeon. So I had to dig into that. And uh, yeah, it's got like fucking four secret bosses <laughs> that mm. uh, we just didn't fucking visit at all. Um, so uh, an interesting way to, to play that hand i suppose uh i yeah i genuinely thought maybe they'd they'd been you know like i think people would accept it right like i think mm -hmm. people would be pretty accepting of uh especially you know the last boss is a two-phaser it's like pretty complex i think it's it's really well done all of the elements in that boss fight are really well like telegraphed and stuff like I wasn't, it wasn't criticism saying, did you guys have challenges in 2020 that re resulted in, you know, uh, fewer bosses than, than normal. It was, that wasn't a criticism. It was just like a, an opportunity for them to say, yeah, but we tried to, you know, flesh out these bosses a bit more and we, 
feel like the last one feels like two bosses and stuff like that. Uh, but no, no, they had something up their fucking sleeve. So uh, yeah, there wasn't wasn't that at all. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, didn't play the cauldron at all. The champion system rework is so fucking far beyond me because it's not how I fucking play the game. But I did dig deep, and I have I got a pretty complex explanation from the devs, and uh, I've dug into it on my own um, to to get the details required. Um, so it is all explained in, in my survivor preview and interview, uh, that you can read, uh, by the time this is up, uh, by the time you're listening to this. So yeah, uh, have a look at that if you're interested, obviously. Um, yeah, like I said, I think the power of like, I don't, the, the, if the Elder Scrolls online wasn't tied to that action bar combat. I think it'd be fucking everyone would play it. It'd be more popular than Destiny. Like I think literally the only thing holding that game back because it's got better, way better storytelling than Destiny. It's got way better fucking uh, like world building and uh, like all the voice act. Like, all the characters are fucking voice acted. Like all these different lines, they remember you. Like uh, if you've played the Ocinium DLC, when you meet Evelyn and uh, Flames of Ambition she'll remember you from that and like remember how you guys interacted back then so they got all those extra voice lines from that shit like they go all in it's just tied to the idea of an mmo and i feel like it's almost trapped in the the concept that that Mm -hmm. mmo concept like people you know you you press action uh press the numbers on the action bar in time with the global cooldown and that's what you do one two three one three one three four one two three one three one three four and like that's that's the game and i don't find that personally compelling although for whatever reason i find i know rmb lmb rmb lmb (laughs) compelling um like but yeah, I don't find that personally compelling. If it wasn't tied to it, I think it'd be a fucking world ender. They put so much fucking effort in that game. And so, yeah, like I said, some of the storylines they do are out of control good. But yeah, the one the run, one reason I fucking I bleed out on it as soon as it's I'm not playing it for a preview is because I don't love action bar stuff. And doing preview stuff, I wind up like experiencing those story lines so it's almost like well okay well i've done it now i've, I've experienced the storyline i wanted to so i guess i'm done um yeah the problem with that method is that uh we, <laughs> like i don't get that you know i've i've encountered everly before and i don't get to see what she'd say in that situation because when you play on the public test server you're a fresh character who's never met anyone before uh you just sort of appeared into the game world with all of the best shit uh at the maximum level so you're you know a god compared to everyone else uh but also you've got no memory of anyone and nobody knows who you are so that's the only problem anyway uh flames of ambition 
Uh, yeah. Everly, Sharp Arrow, great character. Read awesome. my thing on Stabada. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. That is the Old Scrolls Online. Let's move on to the last game we've got here, which is Outriders, a, a demo which um, was released over the last week. Um, this is a game from the creators of... Uh, they did like Bulletstorm, right? And um, so uh, people can fly. They also yep. did Painkiller back in the day. Um, they worked on some Gears of War. Um, uh, they're owned by Epic now as well. Right. So, um, Outriders is a third-person action um, gas <laughs> gas game, games as a service, yeah. um, which has taken a liking to games like um, Destiny or uh, The Division, but this is more of a cover-based shooter in the vein of a Gears of War. Um, mm. Getting It's getting quite a lot of mixed reviews. This game is actually due out relatively soon. I think it's... Is it next month? April? It's just, just April. April 1st. So pretty soon. Um, and this is getting people a taste of what's to come. Uh, Not even nearly enough time to fix, to fix what's yeah. wrong with it. <laughs> I think it's got a lot of problems. Um, well, me too. Like in a in a, we're going back to this thing where like games fighting for other people, like attend the attention of a gamers, like especially a game like this where it's a service based game. You look at how badly marvel's avengers has gone and like i feel like that game is just on the brink of being pulled entirely um by square enix just because they've just bled players so heavily mm. um this seems like another game that could go in that direction uh, just because of there's just only so many people out there that can play these types of games and uh the division and and obviously destiny is probably the biggest one right now of these yeah. types of games and um i don't think it's doing enough or doing enough well to pull away from that piece of the pie um, like why would you abandon everything you've done in destiny all that you've worked for in destiny to go play outriders like what mm. what is it what what do they think what's that draw and i guess it's loot right yeah, because it does seem to me like Outriders does loot better than Destiny. I think I think it does a couple of things better than Destiny. Yeah, um, I the uh, I don't like the combat. Um, there's aspects of the combat I like. I like the shooting. It's fine. It's it's okay. Cover based system is a bit janky, um, but I still think that is interesting. Uh, like the whole getting to cover um moving around shooting people using your abilities like that stuff seems a lot of fun it's just no i don't hang on before we fucking kick on from that specific great. point yeah right like these didn't they work on a fucking gears of war game why does the cover shooting feel so fucking shit why does it feel like one of the worst like it feels like fucking spec ops the line bad cover shooting i don't understand right and that was and back at back when Spec Ops The Line came out, I was like, how is a game, how have we come this far into a 
generation of fucking cover shooters and a game mm. is still this bad at fucking cover shooting. That was back in what, 2011 or some shit? Yeah. That was a decade ago. And this game is might be worse than Spec Ops The Line in terms of, oh, they have flanked me, flanked me on this wall and I can't seem to get away from this fucking, I can't, I'm stuck mm. to this fucking wall for some reason. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very finicky. Even when you're using your abilities and that sort of thing, yeah. it's just like, like I want to be able to stick to this wall, shoot people, use my ability, and then pop back down. But instead, like sometimes I've got to, like it'll pop me up from the wall. I'll use my ability, and my guy's just standing there all of a sudden. And I'll sometimes I'll press spacebar, and nothing will happen, which yeah. will put me back on the wall. And then sometimes I'm yeah. gonna press it twice, and uh, like I think. There's just something that's missing there. Like it's just a little bit shy of getting it to like it's the the thing that should be doing well is the cover based shooting because that is what that game is about, and it's it's not even doing that properly. I think think the shooting's off too. I think the shooting's off too. I think uh, I, I I didn't really break it down frame by frame, but I think it's doing that uh that thing where the bullets come from the like the crosshair Mm. right or so but but the gun because it's a third person cover based shooter the gun is off to the side a bit and so the bullets should move in a different angle to what they do and it's only really noticeable when you're like i was playing a class that like jumped up into uh people's faces and like slash them and then use the shotgun to fucking murder people um but and and because of the way it was angled it looked like it should have hit them but it was missing and i could see how how those pellets would be missing if it was fired from front on but the gun is held at a fucking angle and shouldn't be and so mm. i'm i'm treating it like the the bullets are coming out of the gun the way they would be coming out of the fucking gun uh, but they're not. They're absolutely not doing that. And so that's not fucking good either. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that issue, but I was playing a, a medium yeah. to range class, so I, I don't know. I thought the shooting was was fine. Um, right. Like getting yeah, headshots sure seems satisfying and that sort of thing. It's I one of those things where you don't notice from like far back. Yeah. You wouldn't notice from, from far back, from range. But when you're your class is literally built around standing in front of enemies. You, yeah, I couldn't help but notice. It's mm-hmm. driving me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- there's four four classes at the moment. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they add more. Uh, Trickster, Pyromancer, Devastator, and uh, Technomancer. I was playing as Pyromancer. Um, we jumped onto a game, the two of us. You were playing as a Trickster, right? Yes, uh, yeah. I, I like. I, I think the classes are pretty cool. The class character, yeah. the abilities are pretty cool. I think they did a good job there. That's. Uh, I think that's dude. better than the Destiny stuff. Like that is. Yeah. <laughs> like all the abilities that I use, I was like, "That's fucking awesome!" And like stuff that you were doing, I was like, "That's fucking awesome!" Like. Yeah. Yeah, I think I nailed that yeah. stuff. Um. Yeah, that stuff's really cool. You, I like my dude had a the ability to like warp behind an enemy mm. you had the ability to drop this bubble where time slowed and you could dodge all the the bullets and stuff 
and he had the ability to like he'd send out this slash and everyone who got hit by it would take a lot of damage and if you got them down it seemed like if you got them down to it within a critical threshold they just sort of fucking disintegrate uh yeah. which is a very cool effect um yeah because so, yeah. like they're they're their skin sort of like melts away and it's just their bones but their bones are like floating yeah. <laughs> in like this gravity bubble it looks really yeah. cool um but then also like i could do my spells and it'd go through and do like weird things um while your like time bubble was also happening it just yeah uh, like e- even my my spells as a pyromancy he was able to do this like wall of flames out in front of him and it would just set people on fire um, and then I could press this other ability. It would throw. He'd like punch the ground or throw out like a um, like a, a ball, a grenade ball, and it attaches to somebody. And then they would um, start taking burn damage. And if they lost all their health, they would then like levitate and explode, and it'd blow up and set everyone else on fire. Um, yeah, like it looks cool. All that stuff is awesome. It, like I think that they do a better job for abilities than what. Uh, I've seen in other games, like it's 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 really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's that. Um, the loot system I don't like. I think it's very janky. Like having to click on each. Uh, but the loot know, is accessory. more accessory. Like the Sorry? way it, the way it's implemented, I don't think is very good. But the loot itself is interesting. Oh yeah, I, I like the the loot. Um, yeah, the stuff I got. It's the the UI is needs work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The biggest problem I have with it is the fucking storytelling. I flat out do not give a fuck about what is happening in that game. But when I try to give it a chance to be interesting, it is oh the the writing is just. Ugh. It's, it's so generic. They mm. may as like it might have been written by a fucking computer algorithm. I can't tell. Like it's just oh yeah okay well this dude is the generic bad guy and he's gonna say bad guy things. I was bored. I was like put offside from the very start because it's got you fucking walking, like the fucking walk and talk. How the fuck does that still exist? Everyone's on SSDs, for fuck's sake. Holy shit. I gotta gotta fucking walk slowly up a fucking hill while some dickhead spouts exposition at me? I haven't even fired a fucking gun yet. How is the first thing you do in that game not fucking shoot some stuff? It takes forever before you get to shoot some stuff. It is fucking phenomenal how long that takes. And then, yeah, it's just... The storylines are just, oh my god, who fucking cares? Like, just fucking whatever. Yeah, that annoyed <laughs> the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, it doesn't run too great either at this stage. Uh, at the start of the game where it's this open area and there's not really a lot going on, run fantastic for me. I was getting like 144 frames. It was beautiful. Uh, and then you start getting into the, the main hub uh, the junk town and like out in the world and it just like tanks man it does not run good at all no um, the uh not to nitpick but there's some settings in there that are going to be fixed for the actual launch of the game but just stuff in there like the motion blur not being able to turn that off um 
had to go into the actual config and get all that going. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem as optimized uh, at this stage. And it seems to be a recurring thing. Like I've looked at a lot of people who've done benchmarks on it and it's uh, not running too great, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like I don't know what else to, to talk about at this stage. I, th- I think that there's some interesting things in there, but the, there's more less interesting things going yeah. on um like sort of generic stuff it just it's just, like if this was a game that was coming out in uh i don't know six months or something yeah then i'd be a bit more optimistic about it but the fact that this is launching in four weeks less than four weeks and i felt like it was quite janky like it, it still it seemed like i had a bit of work to go with it i'm just not yeah. optimistic because i i really dig the 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 combat like the the abilities it, the, for me it was the ability i was like that's the stuff that's yeah. doing the abilities is so cool i think um and being able to use weapons and like i had this gun that turned people to ash and it kind of like froze them and then you can combo that with other abilities and like you're fucking zipping around doing your time bubble stuff and yeah. like playing with other people and having different um characters and how they uh you know the things they can do that's that's where i think that this game could be really cool but in its current state, I'm not. Uh, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> Pretty worried about it. Yeah, uh, it it's all the same red flags Anthem had to me. Story don't give a fuck about uh, weird polish uh, execution errors. I worry that you're like already doing like you, you're seeing too much of the content way too mm. quickly, uh, so there won't be enough content to actually. And I'm in string content. That yeah, boss fight like, we did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was terrible. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Um, and it just went on and on and on. It went so long. <laughs> um, yeah, like just to, 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 to all these same red flags as Anthem. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, there's only a month to fix it. Anthem didn't even manage to fix it a year after it released. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Is there much else to talk about at this stage? Yeah. I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. That's Outriders. I don't know if we're getting codes for this. So I don't know if we'll be talking about it again. <laughs> I yeah. guess we'll see, right? Yeah. We'll like I still, I'm see. still keen to play it, but um, if it's going to run like shit, then I can't be bothered. Like it was all over the place when I was playing. Like it was going from 140 down to like 55, and that is just uh, it's not like I'm okay with it being a steady frame rate if it's something around 60, but the fact that it's going like everywhere, uh, it just makes it completely uh, makes you feel sick. So, all right, we'll see what happens. Do we want to take a break or just power through news? We want to just power through, let's do it. All right. A bunch here. Let's kick off with the PlayStation State of Play. The first one for 2021. Um, I don't know. Some people would say it's disappointing. Um, I guess it only is February or was February, right, when this stuff came out? Some people would say it's disappointing. Others didn't watch it, (laughs) I guess. Uh You weren't up, but I think, right? Um, So they went through some announcements uh, and showed off some games that they've already talked about. Um, kicked off with Crash Bandicoot. It's about 
time talking about the new enhancements of PlayStation 5. We saw some Returnal gameplay. Uh, that gameplay does not look anything what I thought the game was going to be. It's re reminding me a lot of um, like Risk of Rain or something like that. Just like your third-person action game. Um, oh, Risk of Rain 2, you mean? Yeah, Risk of Rain 2. It, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I was thinking it was going to be a horror game, but it, it doesn't look like that's what it is. So, yeah, uh, like, I guess I could see risk grade too. Yeah, uh, that's I, I don't know. There's still a little bit, yeah, a horror in it. You know, well, I guess we'll see. It's supposed to be like this roguelike game as well as yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, um, next up was Saifu. This looks cool. Um, it's a kung fu game. Reminded me a lot of like the raid or like the uh, the scene from um, Daredevil, where it's this corridor fights and people punching each other and like close combat action sequences. Um, I don't know what the game is, but what they show looks really interesting. I like the art style um, and that sort of thing. Any, any comments on on this one? Uh, no, I you know I. Uh didn't watch it live and uh, like was skipping through these ones and this was the uh, like second last one I watched and yep. I felt like I, I ended on a pretty good note like uh, I was like yeah okay cool well yep I'll check it out but yeah nothing really I don't know yeah um, they showed off a game called uh, was it Dodgeball it's a dodgeball game. It's called Knockout City, um, which is this like cartoony style dodgeball game. I don't know, like the aesthetic looks kind of cool. The thing I'm I'm cautious about is it seemed like there was like an auto aim thing happening um, in that game. So I think it might be a bit more casual for for my liking. But I guess we'll see when we get some uh, hands on time with it. Um, like, is it like it's it's Fortnite, right? Fortnite dodgeball or some shit, right? Is it? I thought it was just like a. No, no, it's TDM not an actual. Not an actual Fortnite game. I just mean it's like oh, yeah. that. It's that style. That audience. Yeah. And I just don't like get the. I don't know the reason for going in that direction necessarily. I mean, we've seen a lot of games. Look at Rocket Arena, right? Those types of games that are going for that audience and. This feels like another one of those to me. I guess, yeah. Yeah, they, you know, it is the, the zeitgeist. Mm. Um, um, yeah. I, I'm next, not excited for it, basically. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see. Um, next up, we've got Five Nights at Freddy's. We Security Breach, the first uh, gameplay reveal for that. I don't know. I've not played any of these games, so it doesn't really appeal to me. Um did Have you, you watched Willy's Wonderland? Okay. Yeah, that's on my list. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very keen to check it yeah. out. Uh, yeah, I uh, I remember, I don't know, just not generally liking the concept. Like, just how quickly they churn these games out. I feel like they, they churn out too many of them. But yeah. I do have Five Nights at Freddy's VR that I haven't played yet. Okay. Yeah. Should be interesting. And we saw some Oddworld Soulstorm, which have a date for that, April 6th. Um, 
looks like Oddworld to me. I don't know. Any yeah? Any thoughts? Uh, no. It's going to be. Oh, do you feel on... like we're seeing too much of it at this stage? Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I f- definitely feel like they may be oversaturating. Um. Is it is it going to be on PlayStation Plus? Is that what that was at the end of that one? Um. Let me just bring it up here. It says PlayStation Plus in April. Yeah, so... I mean, at least I'm definitely going to play it then because yep. it's on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Good yeah. stuff. Yep. PlayStation. Uh, we got to see some uh, Deja Vu um, trailer for Deathloop. That game looks, looks good. Uh, to me, I don't know. This feels like... Um, again, we're probably seeing too much of that game. Like, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of done with seeing it all all the time. Um, I yeah. don't really know what that game is, but I st- like, I don't need to see anymore. Like, I-, I know who makes it. I know the caliber of games. Yeah. Just stop, stop showing it to me every with like, and and it's not like they're showing like 30 second trailers. Like they're going every time they show this game. It's like here's fucking four minutes, and you're like, yeah. why? I'm yeah. fine thank you yes we get it um, but at the same I time like yeah I, I feel like Arcane's got this track record of making awesome games and nobody fucking plays them yeah uh, and this this feels exactly like one of those games like yeah I don't know I don't know what Arcane does they have such good ideas and execute games so well and they just don't sell um, yeah so uh, I don't know I just hope that <laughs> one day they uh, or at least, like, maybe that's fine. Maybe that's okay. Uh, I'm just worried that they're going to get fucking shafted somehow because um, they got a, really, a lot of good talent over there. Yeah. Um, uh, we saw some uh, some gameplay about... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it, is it Kina? Bridge oh, yeah, of Kina, Spirits? Yeah. yeah. This looks awesome. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It looks rad, no, though. This, was, this is the highlight. Yeah. It looks like I a fucking this one last. Disney game. <laughs> or like a... Like a Pixar, um, yeah, or like a DreamWorks video game. It looks nuts. I don't know what it yep. is. It's some sort of action adventure game, but I'm in. I'm into it. You're playing as this, uh, I don't know, young girl, teenager, um, who has staffs and abilities and magic, and yeah, it looks rad. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely gonna play Kina. Yeah. Bridge of Spirits or whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, yeah, I'm there's walking. these little like... Looks awesome. Um, anyway, uh, next up, and the last... Was it the last thing they showed off? I'm not, I can't even remember. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, which is a uh, PlayStation 5 upgrade version for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, it's coming in June, and they also announced a uh, new chapter or episode where you can play as a new character uh, called Yuffie. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure you do and you love her because everyone else loves all these no. characters. No, no. Um, she was shit. I hated oh, She was shit? Okay. Yeah, I called her Yuffie as well. Um, is it Yuffie? <laughs> no, Yuffie. I don't, know. I don't I think it's Yuffie. Uh, well, I only ever read it. It wasn't yeah, voice acted when I played it. No, um, it's the original. It's a different game, though, this one. It is a different, shittier game. <laughs> um, I wonder if, like, being on the PlayStation 5, it's going to be, like, when you have to crawl through those fucking 
tunnels to go to see those those fucking kids. And you mm. do that like eighteen billion times. Whether or not it's actually gonna like they're gonna sh- are they gonna shorten the tunnel, or is it still gonna take fucking eighteen hours to fucking wedge your way through to talk to some fucking kids about some dumb fucking side quest over and over and over again? Maybe, uh, maybe if you finish the quest quickly, you wouldn't have to go back every time. I don't know. The game is built around making you go back over and over again. It's built that way. It's trash. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that was that was it. Yep. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, it was fine. It was okay. Nothing big. Um. We haven't heard of anything being pushed back i guess you and i were sort of speculating about the um next god of war or god of war uh, horizon, horizon. yeah i think we're gonna have to wait till like june for that at least i suppose yeah anyway um I get, one game we didn't see was from software's um next game Elden ring Elden ring but hey we've got to look at it anyway a lot of leaks over the week um for the some old slash internal trailers that were going around. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend people watching it. it just it if looks like it's filmed on a Nokia. Like it does. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, all right. We'll see what happens next day. State of play, but it was fine. It was okay. Some cool stuff in there. Mostly cool stuff that I thought was. Interesting. Uh, we'll move on to the next story we got here is the next Neve Speed game has been delayed as Criterion has moved off of it to help with the next Battlefield game, which is due this year. Um, this is, uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is sort of, maybe I'm a bit worried because we saw some comments like a couple of weeks back saying that Battlefield is in a good spot and it's on track for this year. And now that we've heard that they've pulled an entire team off of a need for speed game to help with Battlefield. Um, does that worry you at all? Nah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Sounds like they like they, they got in a good place and now they need as many people as possible to come out with the most like polished version of the, the game that they can. Right. And, Criterion has experience working on Battlefield. Obviously, they they helped yep. uh, make the Firestorm slash Battle Royale game, uh, which was delivered with Battlefield. What was that one that just came out? I can't uh, remember anymore. Five, five, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was excellent, and uh, for whatever reason, they fucked up the support for that game, so it ended up yep. dying. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm just excited for Battlefield Six. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm hoping against hope that it's modern warfare. It has to be modern, right? They they can't go back in here. No, it can't be back in time. Maybe Vietnam, but probably not. Uh, but it could could be future. It could easily be future. Mm. Uh, All right. I prefer modern. But yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds like we probably hear about that maybe soon. Yep. Next up, Epic Games has bought Tonic Games Group, um, which includes Mediatonic and Fall Guys. Um, so Mediatonic is the developers behind Fall Guys. 
Yep. And um, yeah, I guess this is a big pickup for them. It seems to me, because we've talked about Four Guys a lot and how it sort of fell, it's fallen off. Four Guys has fallen off um, on PC, but it seems like that game is doing pretty well on consoles at least. Um, like I'm just looking now, Four Guys dropped out of the top 100 on Steam charts at the moment. It's down to average player base of 8,000 players, which uh, six six months ago, it was 124,000. Um, so pretty big drop off um, yep. compared to when it first launched, but seems like it's doing pretty well on on consoles. And uh, obviously, Epic has some plans for those guys. So I don't know. I guess we wait and see what they they want to do with that. Picking up some, they, yeah, some talents. Um, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think it's probably a good acquisition. Um, hopefully, they. You know, the hopefully it goes both ways. They instill some of the, the Fortnite sensibility. Fortnite's got a really good schedule of release concepts at its core uh, mm. that I think Mediatonic could really benefit from. And uh, obviously there's, there are some really creative people at Mediatonic uh, that could probably create something really good with uh, Epic's mammoth budget. So, yeah. Yeah. Keen to, keen to see how it goes. Yeah. Let's skip that one. Let's leave that one to last. Um, next up, we've got Aliens Fire Teams um, has been announced. This is being created by uh, Cold Iron Studios. It is a team-based third-person action game, uh, a horror game, in uh, similar to like a Left 4 Dead, I guess, um, a, a game people will be most familiar with. Um, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it's a three-player. Yep. version though so a little bit different um i don't know i'm keen i'm excited can't wait to see it um yeah, yeah. i know you're skeptical i'm but, i'm uh, pretty skeptical about this one um but i i i have extremely fond memories of playing three-player alien colonial marines aliens yep. colonial marines rather uh so and that game was trash so I think, in my opinion, <laughs> we don't need fun. an Aliens game to be good for us to have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. That's no, I agree. I, I like. I'm. I definitely play it. Uh, um, I'm just. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't want. I want something to be good as well. Um, sure. I'd like it to be good. I, the, so the things that I'm kind of skeptical about is that the way they announce this, um, it's coming out this this year um mm. later on in the year it's only just been announced and they did a bunch of previews for it and i read a couple of them um they were online presentations hands-off previews uh seems like they got a bunch of movie sites to preview it which that's yeah. kind of hard to gauge um like <laughs> you don't really get a lot i'm not saying that their opinions are wrong but um when you like when you don't have games critics or games media trying to talk about some of the features or things this has got, it's kind of hard to yeah. determine like what the game actually is. Um, I found a couple of game sites that did it, like, but even then it was really hard to figure out like what this game is. Uh, like Kotaku had a preview up and it was literally three paragraphs. Right. And I was Jesus. like, it tell, told me nothing about the game. Um, yeah. The, the, and so that's kind of got me worried. Like, why did they do such a 
soft, weird preview session for this, like just not getting any information out there. From what I can gather, it's going to have um, like modifiers in the game. Um, this is something we talked about when we were playing recently while I looked through my list, Back for Blood, um, where it's got uh, different modifiers that you can chuck on. So every time you go in there, the game will play a little bit differently. Um, cool. which is cool that's a really cool system that i liked uh that that cool. took me like four previews to get through before i even found that information um so yeah it's just like everything that i read about it just seemed, seemed kind of generic like it's just like yeah, it's a shooter and that's probably about it like it, they didn't talk about objectives or anything like that the, the main thing that i read up about was it seemed like a lot of the previews touched on like there's different types of ai there's different characters and they'll behave differently and that sort of stuff um right so i don't know like i'm i'm just kind of cautious about it just because of the lack of information that was put out there and the way that was sort of distributed it's not like we saw videos of people playing it or yeah didn't really see any gameplay it was kind of you know a cinematic trailer that um showed off some action and yeah that's yeah just not gonna do much for me so i'm just being cautious about it like i'm being yeah. burnt by too many fucking alien games in the past or predator games um so yeah We'll see um, how that one turns out. Uh, next up, we've got... Uh, let's go through this sinking city drama between Frogwares and their publisher. Is it Narcon? Nacon? Is that how you pronounce it? Narcon? I don't know. Narcon. Isn't Narcon that... Narcon? Narcon's that drug they use when you overdose on heroin. Yeah. So um, probably not that. So this is in relation to Frogwares... Uh, game the sinking city which um was released last i think was it last year um so this dispute Maybe first before. started last year anyway uh sorry yeah. it's a 2019 game uh yeah. it started last year when there was a dispute between frogwares and the publisher uh, which ended, ended up basically the game being removed from from steam um and then this was taken to court basically between the two, um, the developer and the publisher, uh, the developer lost. Uh, they favored in ruling of the publisher. Um, it was the game was put back on Steam, but then it was removed shortly afterwards. Um, and then, so this kind of there's obviously some sort of bad blood going on between the publisher and the developer here. Um, and so last week, uh, a game or a version of this game ended up on Steam. Um, and the developers come out and said that they don't have anything to do with this coming up on Steam. Um, it's something the publisher has done. Not only that, but it's an illegal version of it. It was a a cracked and pirated version, um, which has been hacked to remove a bunch of uh, items that are in the game, things like that, like menu items, and and for them to get it up there. Um, and so this whole dispute has come out. Like the you know the, the developer is saying one thing, the publisher is coming out and saying, and so they've they've basically said that like we've had our, the publisher is saying like we've taken this to court. It's been ruled in our favor that uh, multiple times that they are in the wrong. Um, we have been trying to get the developer to 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 get this game up on um, on Steam. They refused to, so we had to go to a external party to try and get it up there, um, and they've they've managed to do that and so there's this whole back and forth going on now um where these two companies are now fighting with each other uh which has now re it's now led to the game being removed from steam again after uh 
the developer has issued a DMCA notice and Valve has responded to that and taken down uh, the game. Uh, there's a lot going on here to unpack. Like, it's it's messy. This is a, this is a proper clusterfuck. And it's hard yeah. to know who is right. Like, who is... <laughs> like, like, when I first heard this story, I was like, man, what the fuck is going on? This publisher is fucking people around. But then you start hearing about, like, like no, this has been taken to court. Like, they've lost a bunch... And they, they're refusing to, like, we published this game, we financed it, and now the developer is refusing to do any of the work. And it's like, well, where do you draw the line? Like, there's clearly something going on here. And yep. who is who is in the wrong? Um, it's hard. Like, I've not spent a lot of time reading on it, but with stuff I have read, obviously a lot of people online on the circles that I follow <laughs> are a lot more in line with the developer. Um, yeah. But I think there's two sides of the story going on, clearly. Like there's there's clearly some stuff going on. I think, like, yeah, I don't think anyone comes off looking especially good here. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, uh, uh, Frogwares alleged that they hadn't been paid, mm. uh, and uh, there was a contract violation over over like the IP rights and the the lack of payment mm-hmm. and uh so they took the game down from every store every single yep. store they just fucking did it um and Where, whereas the, the, the publisher is saying they've been paid and also yeah published saying that they did pay and then they, we've they taken took it to, to court, court and won and so the i think the the situation as it currently stands is that the the court in France said that the game should go back up for sale mm. and whoever won the court case would would receive the money for it. Yeah. Uh, and obviously uh, Frogwares is, is disputing this concept and so they haven't put it back up on, on any storefronts. And... So I feel like in that particular, in this particular scenario, uh, Frogwares is in the wrong, but uh, like the rest of it, it feels like they're they're making, you know, they're doing whatever they can. They need to, you know, they're trying to get the attention of the publisher, Mm. and they try, they took it down, uh, to you know, uh, to to get the the attention of the publisher and to to get the court proceeding happening but it feels like they should have put it back up if that's what the court said they should have done you know yeah but it's it's really hard to tell it, it also sounds the like that um the version that was put back up on steam was the wrong version that should have went up it had dlc attached to it which the publisher yep. didn't have the rights to publish <laughs> and so that's where like they're i think they're sort of on the right there, like the mm. in terms of their DMCA request, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, it's just messy. Like I don't think any, like you said, anyone really looks good at this stage. As much as at the start of this, I was kind of on Frogwares' side, but as more and more information starts coming out, and it's just like, and I'm again, still we tending we towards Frogwares' position. I think I'm just biased towards developers by default. Sure. Uh, but 
yeah, it's it's really hard to tell how this one's going down. It is a clusterfuck. It's some very. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out in the end. We might uh, keep track of how it's playing. Mm. Yeah, well, like updates. we don't know what the contracts look like. Um, no, anything like that. But yeah, at this stage, what we're seeing is fucking. We said, they said, type stuff on yep. the internet, and that yeah, that can end up weird. All right, um, and the last piece of news that I put up here, because yeah, you know, it's been a while. Uh, PUBG Mobile Two rumors, um, which have been floating around for a little while now. Um, I saw this going around last week. I didn't put it in the news because I didn't think it was going to be anything interesting. Uh, turned out to be true. Um, PUBG New State is launching soon on iOS and Android, which is being developed by the PUBG Studio, the creators of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Um, and this is basically set in the future. It's a 2050 or something like that, like 50 years in the future, uh, like laser weapons, drones, uh, future cars, um, that sort of stuff. Um, it's not called PUBG 2, but it's basically from what yep. uh, from what we can gather, it is a new version of, of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on mobile. Um, from what the reports are saying, this is not coming to PC or consoles. Um, it's going to be a standalone version on, on mobile, uh, purely for, for that platform. Um, but the, the PUBG 2, which is in development somewhere in one of those studios, is still on track for uh, next year. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at with PUBG 2. Two. What do you... Th- uh, is, this a, is this like a... Like we, we didn't get the memo about what fucking Blizzard did? couple years back with diablo like how does this sort of play out for you nah pubg mobile is apparently fucking massive like massive massive so uh i think they've already got an established user base that will be extremely excited to check this this new one out Mm -hmm. uh i'll check it out i'll get a fucking run uh i'm getting more into mobile games i'm intrigued about where that space is gonna go um so apparently this gets them back into India as well. Um, so the game was uh-huh. removed from India um, yep. due to some uh, content in the game. And, um, and and this will get them back in there. So, which was, it's like within, at the time of removal, uh, PUBG Mobile was the biggest game back then. Uh, so this is yeah. probably a big, big step in that direction of getting them on top. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll probably check it out. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I guess the thing that comes out of it is that the next PUBG game is still being made somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it kind of felt like to me, the, 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 mis- the mistake that we saw between the Diablo stuff um, was, hey, don't you guys have phones? But the fact that they never confirmed that there was a new thing coming for those people... And I think this is sort of similar, but at the same time, they don't want to, like, they're selling uh, cosmetic items and all sorts of shit in PUBG now, so they don't want people to to not do that anymore, um, yep. especially if this game is still, like, another year or so off, by the sounds yeah. of it. So, yep. yeah, it's, it puts them in a hard spot, but anyway... I guess I guess we'll have to wait Some and see point. what that is. But I mean, would a PUBG two 
future game if it was on the pc is that more appealing to you or would you like to see them do like what they're doing now but like make it uh i don't know <laughs> like make it be better like a better running game um have the infrastructure be better like that sort of stuff shit man that's a good question uh um like take the stuff they've learned from making PUBG, have it you know hilarious the jankiness out of that sort of stuff sure um i don't know man i don't know uh i think i think i would prefer it remain in this time frame as opposed mm. to going to f- the future but uh I don't know. I could see myself trying out a future PUBG, a PUBG 2 that was set in the future. As long as it's not too far in the future. Like, you know, Armour 3 is set in the, technically set in the future and all it really results in is a little, you know, some futuristic graphic type shit and some weird looking cars. I could handle that, I think. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that might allow them to go a bit more wacky with it as well. Um, yeah, back in the day, talking to... Brendan Green saying that like we're never going to have weird cosmetics and like it'll play to the aesthetic mm. of the game and like you look at PUBG now and it's just like that that's not what that game is like anymore mm. like it's it's pretty pretty crazy but yep. allowing them to go more futuristic I guess away from that like uh, military hardcore shooter um, allows them to play around with the stuff they're doing like that you see in uh, apex legends or Fortnite or uh call of duty Warzone, and and have it be a bit more goofy um it's just whether or not that audience will come across with it and i think that they don't maybe they don't need that audience like <laughs> look how big yeah call of duty is look how big apex is uh with their battle royals right now um i think people are okay with that sort of stuff so yeah i guess we'll see right see what happens um all right there you go that was news anything else to talk about anything else to, you want to mention no not in no. the news we all do right. have questions we got questions what have we got what's what's happening over there let's do the questions questions time how can people ask us questions luke uh they can go to the gapodcast.com slash discord jump into our discord channel we go to questions uh tab in there and you can ask joe questions he'll answer them for you Anytime of that, he's on there waiting. No, no. I only answer them during the podcast. Ah, and they must, okay. and I don't even read them until the, the podcast comes up. Okay. Um, so don't ask me questions that need fucking a lead in. Anyway, okay. Johnny Park writes, Gentlemen, I had a couple of questions pop into my head the other night while some dickhead was spamming, what a save in Rocket League. <laughs> while contributing nothing to the match itself. Firstly, what would you both say is the most toxic in-game community that you have experienced of playing in? <laughs> Luke, most let's, toxic. let's answer it first. Um, that I've, I've, I mean, the first one that comes to my head is Dota. Um, yep. Well, Dota 2, specifically. I figured, yep. Um, I'm sure there's more. But that's mine, the mine one big Counter Strike. I had multiple people, like yeah. twice, someone actively tried to have a fist fight with me oh, while yeah, playing yeah. Counter Strike. Uh, so, 
Never had that in any other game. So that's got to be a, a, probably the most toxic thing. Uh, right. Yeah. I've, I've, I'd say that. But Overwatch is probably close. Overwatch is probably close. Overwatch, I feel like all the toxic fuckheads of Counter-Strike and all the toxic fuckheads of every MOBA ever all mm. collided to like create this like the peanut butter and chocolate of toxicity of being toxic dickheads and so you've got people like spamming uh like un- unthinkable words in the chat and then you've also got people like just straight up tanking your team's ability to do anything yeah all at the same time like they it's not just not just one but the they they They've learned. It's like they've learned how to be fuckheads in other games, and they've brought it in to yeah. this one game, uh, and that's that's Overwatch. But I I would still say Counter Strike at the end of the day. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I think for but, me, just because I've played three thousand hours of Dota, <laughs> like that's the one game for me that um, really opened my eyes to team based toxicity. Like in that game, if you've got a a, a team that's just been toxic, it just throws the entire game off because all of a sudden now there's fucking five players that are just tilting. Um, yeah. And just the, the things you can do in that game, like throwing it and feeding it and like you, you being playing for 50, 50 minutes and it just mm. completely comes apart at the end. Um, whereas if I'm playing uh, Dead by Daylight, because that's a game mm. I play a lot of now, like having a survivor sit at the exit gate, gate teabagging, I'm just, I don't care. Like that's yeah. You should have just fucking left. Like stop being a dickhead. But I don't think yeah. that's toxic. Like I don't get people calling me names in the fucking the the lobby or anything. For, for the most part, like I'd say ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time, like everybody's saying GG. Um, How good is it when they teabagging at the exit gate? You get and your pyramid head and you send it out and catch them and then fucking drag them and you fucking oh my god that shit is the best because then because like generally even if they're not the last like even if their teammates haven't actually run through the gate yet they were just sitting behind watching doesn't matter just face camp it's hilarious yeah. they earned it they know they've earned it the one time uh, one time I did that um at the end, the dude was like, yep, fair enough. Like, he knew. He knew he'd fucked up. Like, what are you, gonna, what are you doing, mate? The only person worse to do it against is, uh, what is his name? Deathbringer? The fucking dude with the... Deathslinger. <laughs> dude with the, the, the hook gun. Yeah. That's the only way that that could go worse. Yeah. I've, I've seen... There's, there's a dude on YouTube, I don't, know, I don't remember who it was, who would like... Who's got a series of videos of him just... Uh, basically running Deathslinger with um, Freddy Krueger's... Uh, oh, what's it called? Death... I think... Is it Death Warden? Something like that. It basically blocks the exit gates if you hook somebody. Um, and so you've got guys like sitting there teabagging <laughs> and he, he does does that and just like destroys everybody. Um, there's some good... <laughs> good videos but yeah God. i don't know man like for me i think it's it's the team-based mobas yep. just because of how Makes sense i've not it could be different i've not played um a lot of of um dota recently maybe it's changed mm. um we're I seeing doubt. a lot of developers jump in and and um 
add new sort of quality of life features in there to sort of deter people from doing that. Overwatch is probably yeah. one of the big ones, but yeah, I don't know. Yep. We'll see. I don't think it, yeah. Doubt Fucking, it. I, I hate seeing that stuff in games. I just don't know why they just don't ban them. Yeah. I mean, there, there's- I got called a virgin the be- other day when I was playing Warzone. I yeah. I called a virgin. The dude was like, because, you know, the, the few seconds after you've killed them and they can talk. Like you're such a fucking virgin. Yeah, like that. Um, that's fine. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. For, for, for me, it's the and, le, like and the dude be... who said you're such a fucking bot after yeah. I'd killed him in a one-on-one. I'm never gonna get over that one. It's too funny. It's too funny, mate. You're lost in a clear one-on-one, and you're how am I? How are you gonna call me a bad character player? That just means you're a bad player. This is like what it's suicide by words type shit. Focus up, mate. Anyway, hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. It's the people that um, like negative slurs and things like that where I'm like, they should just oh, fucking absolutely. get rid of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Just fire yeah. them in the sun. Just ban them. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool. Good question. Secondly, what community... This is still Johnny Park. Secondly, what community would you say has the biggest difference between their in-game and their online communities, i.e. massive tools in-game, but eager to help share tips on forums or reddits? Um, Don't I'm gonna go it. with <laughs> Rainbow Six. <laughs> um, well, yeah, uh, yeah, Dota is probably a good one. Rainbow Six, people in that game. Well, I mean, I mute them all now, but uh, it used to be just an absolute clusterfuck. Like you would be the last one alive. It'd be like a one v five, and they would be screaming clutch or kick like not typing it screaming it so you can't hear anything Mm. and you're just like just fucking kick me i don't even want to be on this fucking team anymore i clutched once i actually did clutch once and then i told them to fucking kick me (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but that wasn't that wasn't 1v5 that was like 1v3 but i was still going on about it and i'm like fuck kick me you cunts i've had enough of it and they did they kicked me well thank you um but now I just mute everyone. On the forums, everyone's really helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I, I just think it's, in general, people are different. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're all the dickheads when you go to PAX. I don't know. Some of them are yeah. still there. But most part. That's true. Pretty nice. Very true. Um. All right. Cool. Good question, Johnny Park. Heathy writes, Air Fryer, for people who can't cook or for those who can but don't need to prove it. Holy shit, I've got an air fryer story. I sous vide some really nice thick-cut sirloin steaks yesterday. Mm -hmm. Really good steaks. And I was going to blowtorch them to finish them off because when you sous vide, it sort of comes out this like gray mass uh, because of the oxidization uh there's like always a little bit of air left and um and the heat reacts and so it turns into this gray blob of meat which isn't very appealing and also a, a lot of the flavor of steak comes from the, the Maillard reaction in the caramelization which is what you get when you like cook it on the grill or whatever and so to to cheat you cook it to the perfect temperature in sous vide uh which in my opinion is 56 degrees celsius and then you crack out a blowtorch and you blowtorch the steak to create the Maillard reaction. Give it a little bit of char somewhere, uh, some places. 
delicious. Anyway, uh, yesterday I chucked it on the air fryer and pretty close. I think if you went for like proper rare, because I, I cooked a 56 is uh, about medium rare. I reckon if you went for 54 or 53 and then chucked it under the air fryer, you'd be fucking gangster. Lot of, like, not easier because blowtorching shit isn't hard. Hmm. But uh, less effort than blowtorching because you just preheat the air fryer to 200 and then uh, whack it in. I, I did about three minutes each side and it was fucking spectacular so uh hard recommend the air fryer steak after you sous vide it although in terms of having like kitchen gadgets that you need to have on hand it is getting up there it's getting a bit out of hand anyway need a second uh, kitchen yeah basically need to not live in sydney um yeah what do you think luke you got an air fryer no no not about it no, nah, I have a slow cooker. That's probably about it. Right here. I don't have the room. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, he's also attached one of his classic uh, text files. So uh, I've opened it. Hi, The Gap. I can already see. I've seen the word Bathurst in a quick skim, and I know this is going to be a, a Heath story. I competed in a virtual Bathurst 12-hour last Saturday. Who boy, that was rough. I qualified for my team on the Friday night, and I only managed to qualify 34th out of 43 teams. Yikes. After that session, I made a small change to my field of view settings and instantly found an extra half second on the time I set in qualifying, which would have had a start in the low 20s. I'll come back to that later. Anyway, I started the race on Saturday, and we got... Hit up the arse when breaking for turn one on lap one, causing five seconds worth of repairs at our first pit stop. Holy shit. A pit stop being a minimum of 30 seconds when you want to change drivers. Over the course of the next 70 minutes, I was run into another three times. What is this? Some fucking destruction derby. You're playing in Wreckfest or some shit. Um, uh, another three times and also gently clipped the walls a couple more times. I'd made it up to the 15th by the next time I pit for a driver change, but there was, uh, but there were, and uh, there were an extra 39 seconds worth of repairs on top of the 30 seconds for a regular pit stop. A bunch of those positions were made by passing people who pulled into the pit lane earlier than us, but my teammate Neil exited the pits in 39th. It would have been 24th without the extra time needed for repairs. I can't recall much of the next 11 hours. I know my other two teammates got crashed into a bunch. Paul even made an unforced error which caused a lot of damage. Nearly every driver change pit stop over the rest of the race required extra time for repairs. The silver lining was that I was going to be the one to finish the race, which meant I would do a 70 minutes didn't, then pit for a small fuel top up and then drive the final 20 minutes. With this extra time in the pits and one or two unscheduled stops, we worked out that I shouldn't have to stop in my final stint until I did with four minutes to go in the race. If my previous contacts with the walls had been light kisses this time, I made it out. Uh, this time I made out with it. Uh, it didn't seem to be to. It didn't seems to be too. It didn't seem to be too hard a hit. Fucking hell, Heath. 
can you not like autocorrect do most of the work for you? Uh, but my AI engineer guy reported severe damage to the rear and my st steering wheel was at a 45 degree angle when trying to keep the car straight. I asked my team how far back the next position was and they reported it was nearly a whole lap behind. At 35 seconds for repairs, it was worth pitting. Uh, it's just over a two minute lap at Mount Panorama for people in around our current position. I uh, didn't feel confident in getting the car safely around the track at least twice more before the race ended. So I pulled into pit lane, disabled any changes to fuel and tire, and got back out on track for the final two laps. Upon finishing the race, we noticed that the car ahead of us had received a drive-through penalty that had been converted to a 30-second time penalty. They still finished ahead of us, I think. Uh, and I think if I had not, if I had not have had to pit, uh, they would have too many fucking H words in that one. Uh, they would have been ahead of us still, but it would have been a mighty close gap. My question is, can you think of a time in particular where you've changed something about a game that significantly improved your competitiveness or made it easier to play? For example, an unnamed player using their mouse against a book as the swing control in PGA 2K21. That's you. He's talking about you, Luke. Uh, and for the record, we finished in 33rd place. 12 hours of which I drove 40% of and we gained one position. Good times. Hakuna Matata, Heath. Can you think of a time when you made a, uh, a small change that's resulted in significant gains in a game? Uh, the funny one that I can think of, I think I've talked about on here, is, is Alien vs. Predator. When you, uh, you turn on the sniper, um, the sniper cheat or mod for the alien... And then you put some blue tack on the screen where the crosshair should be, and you just snipe oh, yeah. fucking everybody from ages away. Just headshot. It's great. That is disgusting. That sounds it. like sounds like mad cheats. Um, <laughs> my my monitor, you can actually just like have an overlay of a crosshair. Yeah, mine too. Uh, pretty slick. Uh, I don't use it though because it would be annoying as shit. I wonder if I can use uh, that in Dead by Daylight. That'd be cheating. That'd be well gross. Would be That'd be well gross. That'd be one hundred percent cheating. For the people that have like shoot shoot or throw hatchets or like yeah. gunslinger. Yeah, that'd be fucked. Yeah. Uh most I think, you know, the the biggest change that I I do whenever I start a new game or switch switch to a new game, uh, or I encountered this when I was playing uh, I was playing Counter Strike for a video I made earlier this week. Uh is uh just the sh the change of con like control as crouch changing that to shift uh is always a massive one for me because uh it's just a better you can shift jump or you can crouch jump a lot easier with uh, it on shift which makes it just significantly better that's all and ever since i so i i realized that back in the Half-Life Deathmatch days. And uh, it has been literally with me ever since. I never used Crouch in Quake, so it was never really a big deal. But Half-Life Deathmatch, Crouch jumping was a fucking big thing. Counter-Strike the same. And so changing to, uh, yeah, changing Crouch to something that I could very easily get to, yeah, wildly changed how I played the game. Like, significantly changed how I played it. Uh, that or... View distance in DayZ. Holy fuck. When you could r rank that up to fucking max, that was that was full hacks. That was f 
playing on hacks. People were dying and they couldn't even fucking see you. Yeah. The problem with that game was like also at max view distance, uh, you were seeing players, uh, but you weren't, but like other textures weren't rendering in. And so you would like see someone uh, like 1800 meters away uh, and they'd just be plonking their way along this like blank field of nothing because none of the grass or the trees or anything had rendered in yet because uh, they don't render in past I think like 1200 meters and so yeah you could easily see them which was a very big deal hmm. um, yeah good cool. questions Heath cool 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 um, good stuff good story too can't believe you managed to, to game one like what was going on there just fucking bumper cars type shit a lot of shenanigans in the line out as they say Get anyway. him out Morkai writes I feel personal, personally attacked and there's a question mark emoji Krusty Raven coming in with the save uh, but it's not a question mark so unbelievable uh, that would be it. That's us. Yeah. Dunzo. Did, what happened with DayZ? Did you guys jump in at all? No, I, I jumped in, tried to play a couple of games, and I couldn't find any servers that would allow me in. Uh, but I saw, I think, Dr. E3 Money and Heath talking about having to buy the Livonia pack. So maybe I have to buy a fucking expansion for this game to play it. I'm not thrilled about the idea. Not thrilled. Yeah, right. I tell you. But mm. I will have a squeeze. Yeah. I'm still keen. It's not that... I actually have enough Steam credit to cover it. So maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll right. just do it. Maybe I'll just bite the bullet. Yeah. All right. Done. All right. But what? I don't want to play Livonia. I want to play... Is that the one oh. with... I saw someone post something that had like a bear in it. I already own it. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, yeah. It does have bears in it. Well, then you can buy it for me. Done. <laughs> this guy this guy um yeah anyway okay cool cool that's the podcast that is a podcast uh you can find us on itunes android windows store spotify youtube all the places you get podcasts from uh, under the gap or the j podcast if you do have a moment please rate and review the show helps other people find us um you can if you want to email us the j podcast at gmail.com uh but preferably go to our discord page the j podcast.com slash discord you can leave us questions on there um, jump in and play games, all sorts of things going on. Uh, I saw some, was there like movie chat going on the other day or was that something else? Cyberpunk. Can't remember. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk chat. A lot of cyberpunk chat. We have a new channel on. for GeoGuessr so we don't spam up the general uh, channel if you're not interested in GeoGuessr. And then all you have to do is right click on it and mute channel until I turn it back on and then turn off uh, and we won't do any, we won't do any fucking at everyone or at here bullshit so you, you'll never get fucking notifications out of that so yeah that's that's the way to do it yeah uh, you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash GA podcast twitter.com slash GA podcast you can go to our uh, YouTube page the GA podcast.com slash YouTube watch the podcast in video format uh, you can also go to our website the GA podcast.com it's got links to all of those things we just talked about if you can't remember them go there click the button easy done um or just go read random things. I think, did you post something this week on there? You did. Uh, yeah, like, uh, it's a, uh, it's basically, uh, I don't know, it's a problem with gun game, right? Like, yeah. 
Uh, I've got another one coming next week. I think I might do these, yeah, semi-regularly. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just, just want to... I love writing about games, and there aren't many outlets for it anymore, so... Uh, yeah, I'll do this. If I can't sell it, I'll just chuck it up. Um, for people to have a squiz. Yeah. It's just a breakdown of, of some... Like a yeah, a quick opinion piece. But yeah, the problem with gun game and Call of Duty, I cool. have summed it up quite well. If you if you if you like it, share it to everybody, because that's the only way we'll ever get fucking Call of Duty to fucking do anything about it. Share it on Twitter and Reddit and whatever. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Or don't do it. I don't care. Yeah, um, so that's the gapodcast.com. You can go there, check that out. Uh, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help keep the podcast and website running. You go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast and become a recurring member. Um, get the podcast early when Joe doesn't have embargoes to adhere to. Uh, so this week it'll go up a little bit later. But yep. uh, generally, it's like a week, uh, about a day, day early, usually. Yeah. Because we record this uh, Thursday sometime, sometime Thursday, Thursday morning. Thursday Correct. night, Thursday afternoon. Yep. Um, all right, that is the show. Um, anything else? And you we love you. Out? We love our patrons. We love everyone who listens. We love our patrons. <laughs> cool. Anything else you want to pimp out before you go? No. Head to Survivor, and uh, yeah, check out those Elder Scrolls previews. Um, uh, head to my YouTube, youtubecom Jojo. Check out my uh, gun game opinion piece video. Fucking, did you watch it, Like, Did you watch that video? I did, yeah. Did you see the bit with the sniping? Fucking, what a travesty that was. The bit where I'm like, oh, some people can't snipe, and I'm just like fucking whiffing over and over again. And then I clapped that dude, and I turned around and fucking snapshot that motherfucker, and somehow he let me like duck behind a fucking thing to, to bolt up and get him with the next one. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, watch my gun game video. Oh, actually, uh, while we're speaking of DayZ, and we weren't, but I I worked it out, and I'm 29,000 views away mm. uh, from getting a million views on the Gentleman Bandit. Ah. 29,000. So if everyone who listens to this could listen to it about a thousand times we can knock that out you need to you know what you need to do go chuck it what? back on twitter again and be like it's the anniversary or something ah um, smart that is yeah. smart when is the anniversary of it <laughs> I don't know. or just say that we're nearly a million views away from it oh yeah just post it there also see if we get some retweets get people to click on it. retweets seven years ago seven years you're joking that's amazing yeah the second of January. God damn it, Job! You missed your opportunity. <laughs> Just go edit the date. I don't know. Change the, the code. Very smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. That is it. We'll, we'll be back next week. We've got, got a few things to talk about. Uh, Loop Hero. Uh, we'll be able to talk about our review, I guess, of Loop Hero, um, which is out at the end of this week. People are going to check that out. Um, yep. And I'm sure there's a few other things we'll be able to jump in and, and talk about. It's a bit slow, but hey. We've still got games coming through. That's what we do here. So we'll uh, see you all then.